Hello, what's happening? This is the Race Brain Podcast. Welcome. My name is Rich Ryan. Today, Jack Bauer, Bracken Crocker, Kirk DeWint. We are previewing the Ontario Spartan Beast. It is the last stop in the North American Elite Series. There's a lot of implications. We tell you exactly what to look for in terms of storylines and how this race can shake up the standings. We talk about this race specifically, some of the players. It's looking like it's going to be really, really good, fun race. So make sure you're dialed in for that. We talk about different athletes. We draft teams to, to kind of preview who's going to be there and what we think is going to shake out. So a ton of fun. If you listen to draft episodes before, you'll like this one quite a bit. And if you like what we're doing, make sure you take a look at our Patreon to support the show, help push things forward. If that's not for you, hook us up with a review. Easy to do on Spotify. Just hit those five stars or give us a five-star review. Write us a little something-something on Apple just so this show can continue to grow as the sport grows with it. Cool. Let's talk about some obstacle course racing. Boys, we are here. We are talking about the final stop in the elite, uh, not wait, North American elite awful. series. Did I get it? I keep saying national series, but it's not national series. It's elite North American elite. NAES. series. North American elite series, North American elite series, final stop, Ontario, Canada course looks awesome. The field is pretty strong on both ends. I'm really excited to kind of dive into it, but it's been a, bit of time since the last series race which was in utah i believe in mid-july so bracken in your mind are you excited for this last race or are you going to have to kind of summon some excitement because of the time difference between the two the last race and and the final race i'm not going to be a debbie downer all right nice could i easily dump on this series for having a championship before the series is done yes but i'm not going to and i'm going to point part of that finger to the athletes who showed up for ocr worlds tyler veerman made me excited for this series if nothing else tyler alone makes me want to tune into this because there is so much intrigue now when's the last time we had the end of a series where we didn't think there was a clear-cut favorite. And if there was a clear-cut favorite, it was a guy who wasn't until like two weeks ago. I just can't remember a time like this. So Tyler, you alone, I mean, not him alone, the whole field stacked, but mm. OCR World saved this series for me. That's an interesting perspective because it does seem like there are some stories that we can talk about on the men's side of things. Kirk, did you get to take a look at who, who's coming? Like, what are you looking forward to on the men's side of the field? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like a good regular season game stuck at the end of the playoffs, right? <laughs> it's very exciting. I uh, I actually am surprised with the turnout, to be honest, um, for this event. I thought this one might get brushed under the rug a little bit, and rightfully so, just the, the timing of the year, what races have already happened. And then maybe if people are focusing on Abu Dhabi, I could see this one being a by the way. Then I looked at the start list and I was like, this ain't no by the way race. This is a race. We're going to do some racing. So I'm very excited to see that. And honestly, I could be a Debbie Downer, and I'm not going to be, as Bracken had said, because uh, this is uh, we want to see East Coast courses. At least I do. And so seeing a non-altitude mountain race, which is, in fact, probably more mountainous as far as elevation gain than any of the previous we've seen out west is like exciting to me. So let's go see some altitude, non-altitude factor mountain racing. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. Jack, how about you? What are you thinking for the men's side? 
Yeah, I think once they opened the borders and made it easier to to travel, that's the reason why we're having this pretty stacked field. Um, and, and I think also heading into championship season, this is kind of the last time that a lot of athletes you're going to be able to see them have that because most people aren't going to go to Greece. This is the last high-level race that they're going to be able to do before going to world championship if, if that's what they're aiming for. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's all about the athletes who showed up to OCR Worlds who've, you know, they're, they're fit right now. And this is just going to be a battle. We've seen athletes run at this venue at OCR Worlds when they hosted in 16 and 17. So I'm, I'm pumped for it. And on the women's side, you, you've got some pretty solid names there as well, even though athletes like Rose and Chris and Alex won't be there. I think that battle between Lindsay and Emma at the top is that's going to just be it's, it's going to hurt both of them so much that race. Yeah, it's kind of the same story on the on the women's field. It's unfortunate that the depth of the field didn't come, but like Kirk said, it's this this season that this regular season race at the end of uh, after the championship. But yeah. like in terms of where it's like fitting, there this will like like you mentioned, Jack. This will kind of be the last real big race that any of that these athletes can can go into before. Abu Dhabi if they choose to go there. So, so Bracken, in your opinion, is there a, a benefit for athletes to race this one? Or is it still, I guess it's like, what, six weeks? Six to seven weeks away from the World Championship still? First week of December. Yeah, yeah, we're mid-October, so... Six yeah. to seven. Yeah. Seven weeks. I understand why you wouldn't, but from big picture, I don't know why you wouldn't. It's far enough out that you, you don't want to lose... You don't want to lose your racing yet. And you have mm-hmm. so much work you can still do in six weeks. Even if you're doing the VJ style in theory where you want to become, what do you say, the king of the sand dunes or whatever, and you're just throwing yourself into that. What's one more weekend of of feeling yourself out next to the people you're going to have to compete against for the world title anyways? So I understand why people might disappear into the woodwork, but I don't think the timing's bad. My big question is, why wasn't this the North American championship? Mm. They're both in Canada, right? Yeah. Money. Mm-hmm. That, that it just sits nicer here. So, yeah, I mean, maybe there was a different venue fee, but it to me, it doesn't make sense why one was and the other one wasn't, unless it was financials. If that's the case, sure, take this argument away. But this feels like the crescendo of the season. It's a nasty course. It's the biggest vert, which Spartan likes to put that fire into the spectrum thing at the end. And it's got a really accessible airport to get into. I just think that this makes, to me, this is the North American champs. It doesn't take anything away from our two North American champs that already won in Rylan and Lindsay, but this is the North American champs in my eyes. Again, it's like part two, you know, and to jump in, I think like the one thing Spartan sort of embraces is making these end of the season championships in conditions in which can be unfavorable. And so we got like a nice conditioned Kelowna, which is fine. That nice was conditioned. Well, I mean, it could have been worse. Think of like the years in Tahoe. Think of what an East Coast late October race can be. Um, I was out it, there. It wasn't pleasant. Tell you that much. So, like, you see people at Blue Mountain at OCR Worlds in the past have hypothermia and like all these, you know, weather conditions. So, I, I think in that regard, like, just that whole weather factor seems to be, I don't know, more consistently terrible the later this race is pushed off, right? Like a championship race, which they may get this weekend. I haven't looked at the forecast, but. I, just to piggyback your sentiment there, I don't know. Embracing the suck of the fall uh, is bound to happen. With these type of courses, I've raced New Jersey in the past at Vernon. And when the leaves start falling on these East Coast courses, it makes the footing so scary. Because then it's like technical trail that they're going mm-hmm. over, but covered with leaves. So you can't see at all. And I didn't look at the weather. What, do, what is that looking like? 
Anybody check it? Rain all week until Thursday. Oh, Sorry, is that right? Yeah. So we could get we could get some mud. So it could be similar to what we had at at Stratton, where it could be kind of sl- like mud slides down the slopes. And we'll look at the map. But just kind of go back to what uh, Bracken and Kirk and uh, Jack, you guys were mentioning. Why would it matter financially? Would a North American Championship be a bigger appeal to for some, a venue to pay Spartan more to come to it? I don't really know how that works at all. I'm not really going to pretend to. But like, why couldn't they just slap a national series or a elite North American series sticker on one and a North American sticker on the other. And why does that matter? Well, I I don't know how they currently work. I haven't seen the, the documents since probably 2017, but at that time, maybe 18, they're, they're bidding these things out and it's, it's several hundred thousand dollars to host a national championship or regional championship versus maybe half. I thought it was $200,000 back in the day for a national series event versus a North American championship, something like that. So you're just bidding it out. And so if Kelowna bid higher, then they got the championship. That's what I meant financially. I'll go ahead, Jack. I was going to say they they had meeting minutes um, from some Lake Tahoe uh, board meeting and they revealed like the amount that they that they used to bid for the world championship to renew it. Like they got right of first refusal. If, you know, someone else uh, offered more, they could be like, eh, you know what, I'll, what we're actually going to take it and stuff. So I forget, it was something like 250,000 or four or 500,000, depending on if it was like the North American versus the world championship mm-hmm. due to the prestige. Brecken, and you've thrown out like these hundred thousands of dollars markers yeah. before. And I always scratch my head a little bit at this wondering how Spartan proves this is a good return on investment, whether it's for the tourism association yeah. with the, with the area. Like, do you have any insight on, like, yeah. I think how would they get anybody to pay quarter of a million dollars? Because if we know Spartans history, what happens? They get a sponsor, they get a title sponsor. They have them for a year. The sponsor realizes there's no return on investment and they dip Then Spartan finds a new one. And it's like rinse and repeat. I'm just curious. Do you have any insight on that? Yeah. Again, I don't know their current sponsor proposition documents that they send out, but b- back in the day, again, right around 16, seven, 17, maybe in that area, I think they were claiming and could prove $4 million in revenue that they would bring in by bringing Spartan race there between hotels, restaurants, uh, uh, rental cars, that type of thing. And then people who get to then sell on site. I, I don't know how it works with Spartan. If they sell like if food trucks and such are there, are they coordinating that or is it the tourism mm-hmm. board, but tourism boards have money to spend. And so they're always looking to bring, they have to bring things in They're They're there who are in charge of finding and filling convention halls a lot of the time and bringing in musical acts. So Spartan just promotes it like anyone else would say this is what we can bring in this is what we ask and to if if those numbers are accurate if we can bring in four million yeah pay us four hundred thousand to come there and that's that's good for both of us and i'm guessing then they have a uh, the same type of projection for uh regional race versus a national series race yeah. versus a how accurate those are like because do you really think there's gonna be better turnout at this race than Col- than Kelowna? Or, or Kelowna than this race because of the title of the the race? Because it just seems I think like... it's more they want people to find out about their area and come back to go skiing in the, yeah. the winter and then spend another 200 bucks a night in a hotel and then eat no, at the I know that. locally. I, like... I understand the like why, but like yeah. would the reach of that be greater for a Spartan North American Championship versus a Spartan series race? 
historically, yes. If you look at Tahoe's numbers or Killington's versus Palmerton or Big Bear, you would see that they get bigger total numbers and turnout. And people mm. stay in town longer because there are more things to be a part of. I don't know currently. Again, my Spartan back-end knowledge ends right around 2018. But historically, yeah, Tahoe would bring in so much more than Big Bear would because they had festivities all weekend long. And the Sunday race really changes things. It makes people stay longer and they arrive earlier because there are things to do. So it, it does make an impact, yes. For these two, Kelowna versus Blue Mountain, I can't say. I would think these big races would be more likely the higher payment races as far as like getting to the venue or the venue payment would make more sense at smaller cities off-site little town and villages because they would see a direct correlation to their immediate location. Whereas if you put like a championship race in Jacksonville, Florida, we have a multi-million dollar metro area. How are you going to quantify that? But you put it in the village at Lake Tahoe, you know exactly where that money is going, right? Mm -hmm. Versus spread out. So maybe, just maybe, because Blue Mountain is closer to metropolitan areas, it would make sense financially for a smaller venue like a Kelowna because they know the money's going right there. It's not going... It's not bleeding out into bigger like residential areas. Does that make sense? I'm wondering if you, last year. Yeah, if you look at the history of the championship races, they're all in small sort of inconvenient or localized spots versus outside major metro areas. I'm wondering if there's something to that. And Blue Mountain's still about two mi- two hours from yeah. Toronto. Mm-hmm. So it, oh, it's, it's two kind of like, hours, hey? Yeah, it's kind of like a, a, half. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a little ski town as well. <laughs> it, would be, it would be similar to a Stratton. Or what mm. I would imagine Big White would be in Kelowna, I would think. Yeah. So they could justify that payment. Yeah. So let's talk about the actual series itself. I went back and looked at the series uh, like standings, and I can I, I could share them if you. I I don't know if someone has a better. I was on Spartan's site, and it's just like uh, I've already got it. You got it. Could you yeah. share it? Because like I would, I was going. Don't in, even try to, to do Jack's job, right? Just let, just let Jack do it. Hey, he can take all the credit right. and all the blame, right? It's just easier. That's way. true. That's, That's true. true. I could, I could, like, yeah. If I, I could Spartan, do some research, and- I just hired Jack. It's totally. That's it. Well, it's, that. it's a no-brainer. That's, I, I Jack, would fully support that. What title? Times? What title would you want if you were at Spartan, Jack? Uh, oh, director of statistics. Uh huh. What is it? Uh, assistant to the regional manager, so, chief data office. officer. Yeah. Yeah. Chief I like data it. officer. I like that. Um, all right. So I actually I didn't have time to do the women's one, um, but this is this is up never mind. Last That's year. a terrible job audition. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I I was doing it this morning during my staff meeting, so I was trying to. Right. Okay. Try to get okay. This. Okay. Okay. This you didn't have time to do the women's. Okay. Let's let's talk about the men's then, because that is something when you go on the site for. Spartan, where they do ha- they do have the standings on there, but you click yep. in to see where everyone finished, and when you click back out, you got to start the whole filtering thing over. I was yep. losing my mind. So yeah, I guess like tell us, Jack, what the top two or three implications would be for this race because some of these athletes aren't going to be there. Okay, so VJ Jones is not racing. Ryan Atkins, um, he is racing. So VJ is currently in first place by eight points. It's a best four out of five system. Let's say Ryan Atkins gets first place. Now he moves up a place, VJ moves in the second place, VJ loses $5,000 as a result. Um, so I think at the, the tipping point is sixth or seventh. So if Atkins gets seventh place, which is unlikely, but it happened in slow already, it's happened. Um, VJ would win the title. So yeah, you can see seventh place, happening. 
there's no change. So that's not happening in this venue. If he gets sixth or better, he wins 15,000 versus 10,000. I'm um, shocked VJ isn't fighting for that. I mean, continue, but I'm let, Well, he, here's the thing. So say Atkins wins and VJ gets second, he'll win. But if VJ gets third, he he still gets 10,000 bucks, which is the same as not showing up. So I think that... Because he has he has that 11 on his... Yeah, that, that Utah right kills him because Atkins has a yeah. seventh and slow. Um, is that so what yeah, this, this the prize money is? I thought it was way less than that. For the series, not oh, this is an individual results oh, okay. either. Yeah, so Jacob oh, okay. Plinker, I was looking at the wrong payouts. Okay, so 15 yeah, Jacob Quaker currently in tenth place right now, so he's gonna have you know might be able to get some early retirement with that two hundred bucks if he stays there. Um, <laughs> Can I interrupt? Yeah, I laud them for giving out so much money, but the distribution doesn't make a ton of sense for me. No, because it's just like Do you, if you read can't it out? go top it's three in a race. Screw it. What's the point? Because you yeah. can't go right. top three in the series. A thousand bucks for being the fourth best through a series in North America. That's kind of rough. Fellas, not to, I don't want to belittle any results that we're seeing on here, but now that I'm just looking at this, I know I'm sidetracking us, but like, what does this say about the consistency of the depth of the field when you have an Emmanuel Sierra Camacho in seventh place? And he's 36, 24th, 7, and 22nd in his four races. He just Yet has a full can... score. Well, Let's correct, but, every, but, but there's a lot of full scores on there. I mean, there's uh, enough full scores. On... In the top that, 10, there's seven full scores. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, but then you're getting into... I don't know. It's just I'm kind of shocked to see that a little bit. It looks like some big players have showed up, but not consistently like after the top five. Like if you even put in like Logan, if Logan goes and gets tenth, right? He's jumping, he's bumping him down. Like mm-hmm. the, there's a lot of people who just don't. Correct. Like Matt Matt Rock will get a full score. Uh, so he said if Logan gets tenth, if Logan gets tenth, he moves up in. Well, I guess it would depend on what happens above him. Um, but like chances are, uh, Camacho isn't going to be Logan. Yeah, I'm just but saying. I mean, a lot of times this would go down to fifteenth place, and everybody. I know there's still one race left, but you don't see number in the past. You wouldn't see numbers like even in the teens on there, typically for many people in the top travel budget and, got taken away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is what happens when people don't get a stipend. Yeah. The athletes and are it, better than they ever have been. We've had, we have more good athletes than we've ever had in this sport. I stand by that. It's just the consistency in which they've showed up is decreased. Yeah. And like, and that the travel demands were international so much this year. And if you were East coast, like you weren't traveling. So cut off almost all the contingent on the East coast. Like how many East coast athletes are even on this list? Logan. <laughs> yeah. And Atkins. Atkins. Count, count Atkins, Atkins and Atkins. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. let, let, here's one. Uh, trail. Mark, Mark Patras and Ryland Shattuck. That's 3000 versus 1000 for third and fourth. Let's say Ryland. I'm just curious if he wins. Okay. Hit pass him. I'm just seeing what the worst. Yeah. See if he gets do. fifth. Fifth hit. He wouldn't move fourth. He wouldn't move. Ryland needs third to to move up since Mark isn't running because because Mark got that second place. That yep. second place point, the weighted second places. So, and yep. for those of you who are listening, Jack has his beautiful spreadsheet. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube so you can take a look at what we're all talking about right now. He even has those convenient arrows showing when they move up and down. So. Very convenient yeah, arrows. Big money. Big money. Yep. The um. The other person who I th- like, could you run Hawk real quick? Cause he, yeah. he's a, maybe we'll talk about that. So Hawk right now is in fifth and he has a chance to kind of make a move. So say he gets third. And then what Ooh. happens around him? Like if Ryland gets, you know, even 10th, he'd, he'd gain some points that are, I guess. 
Let's say, say Ryland gets fifth. fourth or fifth. You said, okay, yeah, Hawk's gonna beat him. If Ryland wow. wins and Hawk gets third, Hawk still gets ahead of him. And Mark wow. Rogers okay. drops a lot. So. This is where I wish the North American Championship sort of counted in <laughs> towards something because this just doesn't really align with my morality of talent. Well, Look, look at the year so far with, with Mark Botras versus Ryland. Mark beat him in slow, beat him in Mexico. He was a couple spaces behind in Big Bear and a couple behind in Utah. I think Mark's been a better racer in four of the five races, I guess four mm-hmm. out of six if you include Kelowna. Um, well, could you talk about that a little bit more, Kirk? What do you mean? Like last week was at Bracken, we were mentioning like the season would culminate in West Virginia and that would count as the last stop in the U S national series and double as the North American championship. Mm -hmm. So the last was like, it was like the last regular season game combined with the playoffs all in one. And so I guess like, like this is where I get confused, not confused, but like a little anticlimactic with Ryland coming off of being the North American champ. And just like out of contention to do anything because his, I, it just doesn't make sense. The flow, this is where the flow of the season bothers yeah. me is all I'm saying is it just doesn't, it doesn't line up with peaking at the right time and putting things out at the right time and coming together when you should seeing like, I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me, I guess is all I'm saying. And I can't put a finger on why other than the flow is backwards. So if Ryland wins, he still can't beat BJ or Atkins despite having the regional championship and being on fire at the moment. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you, Kirk, right there. There's nothing you can do that'll get it's, him better than third. It's the little bit of like, it's, it's like not giving us the most options to shake things up in this final race. Like it's not, it's just a little less climactic than it has the potential to be. If it was laid out just a little different, mm-hmm. there could be three or four in contention for the win. And there's two. But is it any different than in like pro sports? Say that some football team went nine and zero at the beginning, and then you know five hundred the rest of the year, and they just built up enough of a cushion. And who cares the the team that wasn't hot, uh, or the they weren't hot at the end of the year, but the team that wanted a huge run at the end could still finish behind them in the standings because it would be like that if Kelowna and Blue Mountain were switched in order. That's true. Yeah, it'd be like if the team won the NFC Championship in the midst of a seven-game slide and missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> what does that mean? That's true. <laughs> so I, I get what you're saying. The timeline is the issue. Yeah, timeline's the timeline is the issue. And and then yeah, I still if if the timeline's now in order, sure, let the regular season play out and then start your playoffs. I still liked that the last one counted, but again, it's the timeline, and I don't think they'll do that again. I think right. they've seen it's an issue. Bracken, is there precedence in uh, motor racing for something like this? Do you see things ha- happen where is that, <laughs> I think that right term? motor racing? Motor racing. <laughs> I'm not a motorsport guy. That's Just not true. This, this year, my son got into it, so now I'm getting into. I, I can't think of a sport. I'm sure something exists out there, but I don't know of a sport that crescendos twice out of order. Of something that the champ the playoffs start while the season's going on. I don't know of that. NBA this year, right? Euro basketball, some leagues have a mid-season tournament. I, I know one actually. Hockey during the Winter Olympics, they sometimes have a lot of players go over there to represent their country mid-season. True. Mm-hmm. And that's close, but that would be like going to OCR Worlds in the yeah, middle of the It's not the same series, league. Right? Different organizations. It's a similar example where you you know, yeah. you can win a gold medal and then your team sucks the rest of the year and you're 
yeah. season wasn't for anything. Yet. You don't so think maybe... the NBA All Star Game is the pinnacle of the season? Dunk contest. Dunk contest used to be Not anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, the fact that we are struggling to come up with something says all we need to say. But I don't think we'll see this again. So it looks like the actual stories that we want to follow for this, if Hawk races, it's Hawk versus Rylan. That's going to be the most compelling thing to watch. And then we're just kind of watching the leaderboard in, in terms of where Atkins comes through. Because mm-hmm. you said it's sixth seventh, or sixth or better, better then he's yeah. going to pass VJ. VJ's set with 10 stack. And Kirk, in, it, when you said that, I was like, yeah, you know what? I, if VJ he has a chance, but he's going to sit at home and win 10 stacks. That's, true. And that's pretty good. You don't often get to do nothing. It's a very VJ move to make. <laughs> yeah, it really is. He's probably, he yeah. probably doesn't even understand what, why we would even think about it. He's like, yeah, this is great. I'm crushing this. This is Do the you smartest remember? thing I've ever done. Do you remember back when Spartan used to have the North American Championship be the final stop? And it was required that you had present. to be there? Oh, yeah. And at, the, at first, you not only had to – first year, you had to be there. Next year, you had to actually start the race. You had to race. But there was no finishing requirement. I believe so. One year, someone showed up there just to pick up their check. I think Nicole or someone. And then another year, someone had to start the race to be eligible to win the series that they'd already won. So it's it's less nonsensical than that. That's worse. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing that for like the Mountain Series too. They did it for all the series. Should Mm -hmm. there be you know those like flip calendars with like a fact a day? Should there just be one of like all the gaffes that have happened in you know Mm -hmm. on this day? Our history. It's like that was a thing, really. Jack, you should put that together, and we can toss it out to our Patreon members. An OCR calendar on this day of this year. This a a trivia one. That, yeah. that was a teaser. I've got. We could do a, an advent little... calendar too. Yeah. Those oh, are hot oh, tickets these days. That's not a bad one. That's coming up. What too. would be put in there? Little like uh, spring energies or something? What would you Maybe put in A-shocks? there? Ooh, some A-shocks. That'd be a big <laughs> full, calendar, but I like it. Full A-shocks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, though, just on the men's side, before we switch on over, man, I'm all tingling my cords here. I look forward to this race. Probably the biggest reason. Is that we see Veerman, Rylan, Atkins, who all need to do it, and Hawk, all on terrain that they're supposed to be good at. Mm-hmm. Steep, pretty rugged. They all fancy themselves good climbers, and they would all tell you they're the best descender in the sport, and that they're the best technical descender in the sport. Veerman may not tell you that, but his actions said that. They'll so, all tell Jack that, and Jack will be like, I believe you. Yeah. That must be the case. It is I, equal playing ground. It's not altitude. It's mm. it's not any of their backyards except for Atkins. But yeah. Atkins is the one that's not riding high right now. So it's kind of like everyone gets to show up. And I, I love watching strength versus strength. Yeah. Who do you think's the most motivated? Like who has the most receipts right now? Who's the one Rylan. going into this? You think it's Rylan, huh? <laughs> I think he lives on receipts from what we've seen on the back end. That's kind of true. I, I would, would say Atkins, but I think yeah. he's saving all of his for Abu Dhabi. We've been waiting for it too to for Atkins to return those receipts. We've been saying it almost every mm-hmm. single race for the entire season, and it just hasn't really played out that way. So maybe we maybe we weren't, and maybe he wasn't sticking that way. But yeah, I think Ryland for, for sure. Um, Quietly, I think who keeps the most receipts and he just moves in silence is Hawk. I think Hawk believes he should be winning every race he has started this year, and he has not done that. I think in his heart of hearts, he believes he's the best to do this sport already at his age and his quiet confidence 
is just stewing because he hasn't done that but once. And it was a great win. Don't get me wrong. But I think more than anybody, secretly, Hawk is underlyingly with that that uh, call confidence thinks that he should be known as the greatest racer out there right now. And I think he already believes that. I think he's the one who's got like the you know the receipts you create, Bracken, that don't really exist. The ones that you create to like manifest motivation. I think mm-hmm. Hawk does that constantly. That's my that's my guess on his psyche. And if I was in Veerman's shoes, I would be really motivated to come out and to do it again. Like, look, this happened once. I, I kicked everyone's butt on a course that's similar to this. I can do it again. So th- that was no fluke. And if he wants to really cement himself as that uh, uh, contender for the win at every single mm-hmm. Spart- Spartan or obstacle race, like this is a really good platform for him yeah. to, to prove that. And you got Lars Arneson who wants to say, hey, like Ooh. I still had something taken away from me. I should have won a series race. I've been out of the mix. Let me go remind everybody I exist. Like sleeper, not even so. I should have added Lars to that because that man can climb into sun just as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think what we're saying, Jameson, it's worth Sean watching. Stevens Whale. Is, is it's worth watching. Yes, this is worth watching this weekend. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. This is the boys are going to be behind the mic. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Then, then the so the yes, Bracken. I agree. The, the individual race itself is more compelling than the stories for the national uh, elite North American series. On to the women. So, do you know for, who's in first place for the women right now? It's Chris. Chris Roglowski is leading the women's series. So, if Lindsay Webster somehow doesn't finish this race, like if she rolls her ankle, which I hope doesn't happen, Chris Roglowski is taking home fifteen thousand bucks. Um, she's currently <laughs> in first. But if Lindsay or Emma finish, then she drops down to three thousand bucks. So it's quite the drop right there. Right, because Emma and Lindsay don't have that fourth score. Chris so, is not going, correct? Chris, Chris is not. Is not. Okay. If I look at the leaderboard, so Chris in first. Here's who's not going. Chris in first, Alex in third, Rose in fourth, Rhea in sixth, Faye Morgan in seventh. So all of them uh, will not be racing. And the next closest is Ashley Heller. Ashley Heller would have to win this race in order to jump Chris. So it's pretty sure Chris is going to finish in third, just like VJ where she doesn't need to show up and she'll just collect the big check. And I was thinking about this, especially after the 15 K at in Stratton for OCR world championships. And I was thinking about this even more and more. Was that the best race that we've seen Chris run to date? The challenging Lindsay that late. Yeah. I actually sent a, a text to Nicole showing Chris's progression and like how, how close to the winner she's been. And, you know, it started off in the high eighties this year, it's mostly been in like the 90, 91, 92% range. And then she was like one to 2% behind her at OCR world. So by far that was like, uh, she was just peaking at the right time. And that was the closest she's ever been. That's because she's following that beautiful periodization of season <laughs> to just smash right when it counts. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you guys are the coaches. I'm sure you can follow our plan. Her taper set in just right. I mean, she didn't have – did she do a 100-miler that week before or when – or did she have a week without a 100-miler? She won like three weeks with that one, if I'm not mistaken. And we got robbed of her chance of doing that ridiculous triple at uh, Tahoe for the 24-hour ultra. Her her descending seems to be a real power that she has um, where like her – yeah, like she's really, really strong at that. This course too, where it's going to be like 
five pretty steep, scary descents, I think would have played pretty well for her. And like, that's the only thing I was thinking is like, she might be, it's not out of the question anymore that she like could win a race like yeah. this. I know. But, but it's going to be Emma versus Lindsay. That's what we're looking at. Right. And, and basically I don't, even if Emma wins, Lindsay gets second. That doesn't matter. Right. Um, the, I, I think Lindsay, cause she's won three races, I think should have to get fourth or fifth, some unlikely scenario in order to not win. Cause right. she's got 900 points. Emma has 828. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a 72 point difference. I think Emma or Lindsay would have to get fourth cause Emma's got second every race. Right. I think what's so. the worst Lindsay's ever finished in a national series race. <laughs> Third. Third. She ever? hasn't missed the podium. She she missed it her first ever race. She got fourth at World Championships in Killington or 2014. And then like the next year she got fourth at a New Jersey race. Um, a random one that wasn't even part of a series. And ever since then she's never missed the podium in like 40 or 50 races. And when she game. took third, it was like a big bear slip wall off and everybody was stuck there and she got the short uh, straw. I it thought was like West one Virginia of she got third one year. Like behind Nicole and Rhea. Um, and they just beat her that year, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it, we know what we're going to get from her. She's not finishing fourth or worse. Yeah, so I think that's really, and, and being able to see Lindsay and Emma on the same course again is always going to be a treat, you know. And a course oh, yeah. like this, where it's probably more favorable to Lindsay just because it is closer to what she's, she's used to and where she grew up. But I don't know. Have we seen Emma on this type of East coast, East coast terrain aside from uh, like Asheville. And that's not really like this at all. Yeah. Asheville and like red deer. Those are the only non like, Oh, I guess slow. That was also flat and dry. I, I don't know. It's she can run. I don't care what terrain it's on. I, mm-hmm. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Just with this many stop, like climbs and descents. Like usually in these national series races, what we've seen is one or two huge climbs and then yeah. one or two huge descents. This isn't like that. This is like 800 feet up, 800 yeah. feet down five times. Yep. That's kind of, what that's like the height of the mountain. That's you're not going more than 800 ever at a time. Um, that's about the, the max distance that you can do. Have Does anybody have insight into her training? Because I feel like we got tabs on Lindsay a bit and she's probably the most fit retired person in history of all sports right now. Right. Like she's as fit as she's ever been since we've known her on the running scale, but you can see it. Like she's open about it on social media or I can follow her on Strava and just see what she's doing. And Emma posts like a random picture of her, like scaling the side of a mountain once a month. And you have no idea what she's doing. Do we have any insight on that? at all or are we all in the dark with her from what i took away when she was on reinforced running podcast was that she does not she's not very specific and she's not very high volume she's had injury issues in the past so she just does what she can and it's really never geared toward uh, obstacle racing i think it's just geared toward whatever she thinks is fun and whatever she thinks her body can kind of handle so I think that's really it. So I don't think she's out there crushing it. Bracken and I didn't, we didn't get into really training specifics with her. We had a great interview with Emma uh, after she popped onto the scene or before she popped onto the scene. I think she was one that we sort of got ahead on, but we didn't get into training with her. Did we, we got into some cool life adventures with her. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no. She was the one that was always, 
training so-so and then won 100K national championship and then qualify for Worlds. She was always out racing what her training looked like from what I recall. Yeah. I didn't know if anybody had insight, but that's good insight, Rich. There, something. If there's a course where that's not short course where obstacle-specific training does matter, I think it's steep and rugged and lots of climbs. I think that those are the courses where obstacles get you back into it and get you out of it. You can't sustain something for 20 minutes at a time just to get away from people. Not saying that'll happen here, but five different technical descents, that's not the way I'd want to race Lindsay, especially if I had to do carries or obstacles on mm-hmm. some of them. Is there um is there anybody else that can even live on the same planet as them? For example, we saw like Faye Stenning come back to racing and race pretty well in the East Coast. It's like, why don't she just cross that border and give us something to talk about we got nobody else right well, like not to look, look there is someone who's racing actually who's in their stratosphere oh annie doobie no nicole annie. miracle also is, is she back. in so well that's the thing it's she's the game time decision so uh, but she's trying to make her come back in order to help because she thinks she'll be healthy enough for abu dhabi but the only way to qualify is with a top 20 finish at a national series race i'm pretty sure nicole will be able to do that against this field um even if she's like you know going 60 percent effort um but she's a little nervous because all she's been doing is flat stuff um while doing her rehab because she had a couple setbacks in the past so i don't think she's gonna attack the downhills or or anything especially with like rain and mud she doesn't want that loose footing um but when healthy Nicole's up there. Yeah. It's just an impossible setup for her. And you know how descending is what loads you need the most breaking. Mm. No, the only way to take pressure off your knees is to move your feet fast. So it's, it's an impossible setup for her. I I would just wish upon her no expectations whatsoever and just, finish healthy with some confidence, be able to move forward rather than backward. And hopefully we get Nicole back at some point, but this won't be Nicole miracle. This will be mm-hmm. Nicole rehabbing. Mm-hmm. Did you blame her for being gun shy? I would be so gun shy. No, not at all. Oh, with the goodness. leaves falling and yeah. four days of raining beforehand and 5,000 feet. Of descent. That's a tough oh, ask. She, she had a much more catastrophic knee injury and surgery than I did. But having had two knee surgeries, the only way to be prepared to descend again and get that confidence back is by hitting several workouts or races. But you want to feel it in the workout first. You have to hit descents before you can descend. And it's a graduating process. You ease into it and then you earn another level. And eventually one day you rip one and you're like, oh my goodness, nothing happened. Okay, I can start. I don't think you can jump into it. She's she's world-class in every sense of the word. So maybe she could, but it's pretty impossible. I just wouldn't expect that she would race. She would go out there to finish 20th place. The interesting thing about Nicole, and I hope she does race is when we chatted with her Bracken on our, a while ago, the only training Nicole was doing was uphill training because it was good on her hip, I believe, right? She had a labral issue or something. So all Nicole did was any quality work was uphill, uphill, and she had to minimize her flat running. So it's just very interesting to see that script flip with her only being able to run flat, according to you, Jack, which I just wonder what that does to a person comparatively. That's a 180 from how she was training pre, yeah. pre-knee. So, I mean, I'm sure cardiovascularly, she's there to have a solid performance that she's not going to be at, at her a game, but I think the tentativeness going downhill and everything 
5,000 feet, a, a full vertical mile of tiptoeing, that's going to cost her some serious time this race. Couldn't be a worse course. Yeah. If I were Honestly. her that first climb, I would be, I would lead by like a hundred meters. I would go up there <laughs> and just arms in the air. And then I would just kind of bow and allow the race to run away from me. I yeah. would love to see that. Give us something to talk about Bracken, right? Only the thing worth considering. And, and yeah. And, and Annie Doobie, I think is she's healthy and she's going to be someone that can contend or like, we'll put her nose in it uh, in, in terms of the rest of the field, because it is pretty much Emma Lindsay, gap Annie then another big gap in this field is kind of what it's looking like um but with the with the something to consider with this course in the back 5k I think there are four carries um one is a one is a farmer's carry which I believe in Spartan races typically just kind of like Atlas where you like kind of walk down and back for two seconds but there are two sandbag carries and a bucket carry all in the back portion of this race which could play a factor definitely on the men's field and, and potentially on the women's field too does that mean a double sandbag or are you going to see one pancake and one black bag i would imagine the latter you have that course now nah. let's pull it up so kirk that doesn't make you happy after last week you're just like dude maybe somebody over more. there stumbled upon our podcast and thrown a few extra bags in the bin for everybody oh, yeah. but a double, double would no, I don't. And I wouldn't imagine it's going to be a double. So this course, it was kind of described as, I heard someone describe it as like shark teeth. It really just traverses the entire mountain going up wow. and going back down, going up and then going back down. So the, the climbs are west facing in this map. Um, so you kind of go up and you traverse a little bit and you just like the descents are straight down. The ascents kind of kind of wind up, but the descents are just they're just going to be flying down these skis. Bombing down, ski. wow. <laughs> yeah. I've Rich, raced here. The, yeah. oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Richard Bracken, you both raced here. This is it's it's steep. Yeah, and it's it's the kind of this time of year the grass is pretty long, and it's really wet in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you get through there and there are portions where there, there are rocks on course and there are bare patches that are muddy. I recall bombing down these and having to worry about footing as much as terrain. I, like, does that make sense? Not just like the type of terrain, but the actual how slick the terrain is. It's steep. It's, I mean, it's an East coast mountain. It's awesome. This, this requires downhill skill, not just fitness to get down it. Yeah, when I ran this race, it was wet in like whatever 2017 that OCR World Champs was here. And I didn't have the right shoes at all. I just I was still kind of like, yeah, they don't matter that much. And I fell, I don't know, a half a dozen times. Just What'd like, you wear, Rich? Let's tell us. It was uh the Brooks Pure Grit. So just not very aggressive on the lugs when and so we probably should have a little bit more to grab into the ground here. I don't I don't usually wear VJs because they don't fit my foot too well, but I'm probably gonna need them for routing just because of the the lugs. Yeah, day one here, my last time racing there, I wore the Reebok all terrains and I was hydroplaning going down. And day two I switched to a pair of Innovate X Talons that didn't really fit me just so I could have traction. Mm. Truth is though, like those leaves, which is a real problem, like mm-hmm. those big maple leaves, which are out east like that, they're like little skis 
when you land on them, like it doesn't matter what shoes you have. If you can't have metal spikes, which are not allowed, I honestly think a right. A lot of them aren't, it's going to be null and void, which shoe you have on with lugs. Like it's still, you're still going to slip best shoe out there is still going to give a little bit. If you're on leaves on soft terrain, going to be kind of ugly. Now that's true. And to be fair, I remember those at the top of the mountain. This kind of reminds me, Kirk, of Granite Peak, where at the top there's actual trail and flat mm-hmm. and maple and such, if I remember correctly. But the mountain itself was mostly evergreen, if I remember. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. This is We're going back several years, but I don't know if leaves will be an issue on the descents as much as it will be on that top loop. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. that's, again, we're going back five years trying to remember what type of trees were on course. So I could be wrong. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing for this conversation. Don't, couldn't tell you. <laughs> Uh, well, and I, so, I will tell you, um, October 13th through the 16th, that's been the window, the two years that they held it in Canada. So this is going to be very similar conditions within a week of, of what people saw back in, in those two years when it was held here for OCR Worlds. Mm, a lot of hypothermic looking people is what I remember crossing the finish line. When I'm looking at this map, fellas, I, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to zoom in because it looks like there's like in the beast, one, two, three, four, let's call them five major climbs. What is the typical height from base to summit on that ski hill? 800 feet. It's about, about 800. 800. So mm-hmm. we got like five, six to 800 feet climbs, we'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are, that's enough. Oh yeah. This is going to yeah. be brutal. Uh, yeah. it talks Again, Kirk, it's very similar to Granite Peak, that longest climb there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like that, but you're going to have to do, I mean, Kirk and I did a three hour workout on that and we're smoked. Well, it just doesn't look like there's a lot of little ups and like when they're sending you up, there's a couple little yeah. ones in there, but you're going up when they send you up, like you're going to be climbing for 10 minutes, like every time. Yeah. Almost. And there's almost not. Yeah. And, and it's not, there's some that are just straight descents and then you don't even do an obstacle. You just turn around and go back up. It's not like you go down and get a reprieve and like do like a, a state, like a gauntlet somewhere. It's just like you go down because you have to, and then you turn around and you come back up. It's nasty. Yeah. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be really, really hard. But it does look like in the beginning there, what, maybe like mile like two to four. And then again, towards like 10 to 12, they're letting you run pretty flat on top. Like there's going to be some flat run sections, huh? Where speed can be used. Yeah. No, I like that. Me too. Yeah. That second half of the, like that flatter section what are there one or two obstacles in that whole zone? At least the first flatter section you've got, obstacles two through eight it looks like but only a couple towards the end um <laughs> then look at that descent it is just like a, wall. <laughs> a cliff <laughs> yeah. you're actually repelling <laughs> well no it's just like it looks like i would guess i mean of course it's going to be terrainy but i'm gonna guess there's four miles of flat running on this course where you actually be able to maybe run i mean you look at the the map itself and we got a straight line for almost a mile on the top of that hill where it's letting them run like flat speed will matter a little bit here if people got it in their legs it's not like the west coast mountain races where you're going up or down and very little flat other than the festival area like there's some flat running four plus miles of pretty flat i'm between trying to study this map and from going off of what i remember about ocr worlds back there if you look over towards obstacle what would that be 19 i want to say that that snaky switchback area mm, there's yo. kind of a it, i think that was a mountain bike area back through there i ran yeah. down through there trying to connect and see some things that whole area at the top is very very runnable because mm-hmm. so, oh i think ocr worlds use like two thir- half of that mountain from what i can recall 
They had a lot go. of banked corners on the on that bike path. Yeah, it's real flowy and yeah. it's got oh, some yeah. technical. Those are fun stuff, to run. But it, yeah, it's flowy. It's got built up some some like wooden sections. Some, some and it was ramps super around. slippery. I super crazy yeah. slippery. Yeah, but you can roll through there and uh, yeah. up through the top when you first crest. Th- there's going to be some running, especially early. You're going to see them climb up. And it's kind of a broken gradual climb compared to the others and then run a while and gradual down. I think people can stay up there on fitness for a while before mm-hmm. the, the descenders get to have their say in things. Well, and look at the last four miles of the course. It's pure flat on top of the mountain. I mean, pure flat is relative. Mm-hmm. They descend and then they run flat for another mile, mile in the, in the fit in the festival area. So like the last bit of the course, other than a descent, like you're talking almost four miles of either flat or downhill. Like there ain't no climbs coming up in that back half. So I'm just seeing this, like, yes, there's a ton of elevation. You're either climbing, but it's going to open up more than I think we think we're going to see some fast running. We're going to have to. Yeah. We, if when you get to that bottom, it's 10. Jack, you're, Jack, you're muted. If you can get, let's say, a, an Emma, if she can hang for the first two thirds, she can run herself back into it in theory. Mm-hmm. She's not going to have to do any climbing in the last couple of miles. So it you have someone like an Emma, a hawk, someone who brings a higher level of running to the table. They're not out of the race ever. Do you see what Emma did at the end of Kelowna? Like her downhill, that last mm-hmm. mile, mile and a half after that rope climb, heading back into the festival area, she was moving as fast as any of the guys. And I ran with mm-hmm. a lot of the top ones. And yeah, she she can be in it. That late what? multi-rig is not good for her though. <laughs> if we not. break this down, there's 5,500 feet of climbing in nine miles. <laughs> no, really. If you start looking at this. It, yeah, it's good I, I, not 13, I, nine because of the... Right. Because of the last three or four miles are yeah. flat and then a descent and flat. So you have 5,500 feet of climbing in the first nine. Like that's astounding. And then if you've got legs left after that last climb, minutes can be put on people minutes on the flat or descending. When you talk about an Emma Clark opening it up, like yeah. it plays really well in that regard for her to pull off an upset potentially. This is but, a and workout. I, yeah, I don't mean mm-hmm. to be like honing in on all this flat because this is clearly a mountain race, but it's actually kind of astonishing when you start breaking it down that there's some opportunity here for people with wheels to use. Them. So if you had a flat grade starting from zero to nine miles and you wanted to gain 5,500 feet, it would be about 11% grade. And since <laughs> about half of that is downhill, just multiply it by two. We're looking at an average of like the low 20s for our percent grade for most of these climbs. Jeez. Hikers, yeah, power hikers mm-hmm. are going to be at an advantage for that. And you wow. still have some flaps thrown in there as well. Like there are a few chunks uh, within those first nine miles where you're not really yeah. gaining much. So I love it. Nasty. Well, and this is the terrain right here, that low to mid twenties where the people who are running it put serious time on the people who are hiking it. Mm. You get to 25, 27, 30, and you're hiking and running at the same pace. And you get 30, 35, 40, and you're hiking faster than you can run it. Or running is not even sustainable. But this re- still does reward people who can run rather than hike well for whatever that plays out as on race day. Assuming you're not slipping back because of the mud that might be there and stuff. Yeah, I don't think, I really don't think that'll be a problem. Even the year at OCR Worlds here where there was trouble because of the ice and the condensation, it was on the obstacles. The uphill running was fine. It was sketchier on the descents. It didn't matter uphill. 
Because the higher you get up, the less likely you are to hit mud. Because no one's touching that stuff up there. Mm. Well, I'd like to pat them on the back for let, making a course where they're letting them run for two miles straight on top of the mountain flat, giving them a little little change to the typical mountain race. It's That's weird cool. that there's no obstacles, though. <laughs> it's just run. It's yeah. a two-mile time yeah. trial up there. Yeah. <laughs> they're all at the bottom of that or on the first, top of the first climb and all at the bottom of the last yeah. descent. I remember uh, Ryland, he split like 920-something in a, during a two-mile stretch in Kelowna. You think anybody surpasses that this time? No, it's not. Flat. But yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm talking that was like gradually downhill the miles like of fire roads. Plus one downhill. Yeah. No. Right. No. This is going to be crazy. It could be quick, though. Could be. Yeah. Could be quick. Yeah. This reminds me of the old Woods domination. Everyone gets tired. Yep. He gets to the top and just runs right back to five flat and just hammers. Woodsy, it's not too late to buy a plane ticket. He's a maybe on no, no. list. He's maybe. a no. Side of the oh, country. He's a no. He's a no. I like this. The more I look at this course, the more I like kind of, I just, I feel better about it than a typical, I don't know, Spartan layout. This reminds me of an old school course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Use everything you have. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is going to suck real bad. <laughs> it is going to suck. We, we don't have any so carts for the rabbits also. Uh, we have the ability to get a few people driven up to the top, but I'm going to be using those cut sections uh, to, yeah. to my advantage when, when possible. This is a mm. super venue. This is not a beast venue, but mm. they made a beast out of it, and I respect <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. This looks like your map when you go out to your local ski hill and you do a workout. That's what your map looks like. I'm just going to hit every climb, every descent, every run. And then at the end, I'll loop to get my extra distance and I'll finish. That's what it looks like. (laughs) Love it. Uh, So now that we have a good sense of what it's looking like, we can all kind of wrap our heads around who's going to do well here. You guys ready to draft? Yeah. Is the wheel of names ready to draft? It's getting there. It is three clicks away. (laughs) It sure is. And then a little bit slow on the computer side of things. So the rules of the draft we are going to draft snake style five men five women one wild card we are allowed one keeper from the Kelowna race not from ocr world championships and they, but they just can't be our top two picks um, and the keeper cannot be a wild card or a waiver pickup it's cross-country scoring so we're going to take the sum of our top seven not five uh, men's and women's combined and that's a score lowest lowest score wins dual meet scoring so we're scoring head to head each week we have two outcomes current standings Jack Bowers at eight and six. The KB Corral is seven and seven. And I am six and eight and feel okay about it. And I'm still in the mix. One race here. I'm going to flip it around. All right. So before we get that wheel of names going, Jack, who's not coming on the men's side? We talked about Woods for a second, but who are some other, and VJ's obviously not coming. Give us some other notables that won't be here. I just X'd out of that. So give me a second. I got you. Josiah. Got it up here. Josiah is not coming. Hawk calls him maybe dealing with a few physicality issues uh, on the woman's side with no Casey Monroe. So I can't draft no her. Casey Monroe's racing. Oh, so you oh. have her as a maybe you have her as a no response, Jack. Really? You do. Okay. Well, yes, that's why we go over this. Oh, once again, be Jack trying to finagle the, the system. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not making fake any excuses like Rich does. Whoa. That's All right, keep, so I back down. off. I'm only All working right. off the information given to us by the director of stats. Director, no, 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 no. I'm the assistant to the regional manager. I'm not the, yeah. Um, okay, so names that are not going to be there. We'll start with the women: uh, Alex Walker, Alicia Keeker, Kelly Schweikart would have been good to see on this course. Um, 
no athletes from Mexico besides uh, Double Z. So, ICC. Uh, yep. Uh, Faye Morgan will not be there. No, some athlete like Ida and Leon are going to Battle Bunker. That would have been cool if they made a quick stop here before, but they're not doing it. Uh, Jamie Brusa, Chris Roglowski, Lacey Burgess, um, Natalie Miano, Rhea, and Rose. Those are that, that's a lot of names who aren't there on the women's side. They're going to do Battle Bunker, mm-hmm. you said, Ida and Leon? Yep. Where's that taking place? San Diego or something. SoCal. Next week, yeah. next weekend. Was that race a big draw? Prize money. I think, yeah. Mm. Prize money is six six K for to win, but it seems out of there. We should talk about that. We can fill an episode. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not today. We're already like an hour in. Um we are men's side. Men's side. Aaron Newell, who actually got second here last year, um, in, when it was a Canadian series race. He will not be here. Uh, all athletes from Mexico besides Emmanuel Sierra Camacho. So Angel won't be there and none of the other ones who did well earlier this year. Um, let's see. Ian Hosick, Johnny Luna Lima, uh, Josh Reedinger. I would have loved to see him on this course. Mm-hmm. And Johnny's been rounded into fitness, it looks like. It'd be good to see him out yeah. with these fellows. I think he's in he's in Brazil right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Godet and Mark Batras will not be there. Victorello, I would have loved seeing him, um, but he just can't get the time off from work. From from what I've been told, Nick Mask uh, won't make it either. Brian Woods would have been good to see how he does, and then BJ Jones finishing off alphabetically. So good names, still a really deep men's field, and some pretty solid storylines for the women's field as well. Anybody else you want you care to fill us in who you said wasn't going to race but happens to be racing now? My whole draft strategy is all screwed up with the Casey Monroe news. Now I don't know what I'm – now i got to redo all my tiers. Okay. Yeah. No, I've, I've got it um, – should have it all all on the screen. I'll just share the screen in a second. But let's do the keepers first. Um, oh, yeah. You have the keeper. You have the keepers from – Yeah. Uh, feels like it's been a while. It has. <laughs> yeah, it's – and the championship from, uh, season has come and gone and arrived again. It sure has. I'll share my screen. And we're we're doing it from Kelowna, not from OCR Worlds or, or anything else. Correct. Okay. So Kelowna, um here, Bracken and Kirk, you guys picked first. Let's take a look at your keeper or your drafts. You can't pull pick. this up. No, no pick in Lindy uh-huh. or Jamie Brusa, who's not going to be there. So here are your choices. And wild cards, you're also not allowed to take. <laughs> no we wild got... cards. We already said that earlier this year. No wild cards? Well, then it's no an easy cards. answer, isn't it, Bracken? Yeah. <laughs> Give him to us. <laughs> could, could I please have Rylan? Rylan in please? the third round? Rylan yeah. Shattuck. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I did not know that th- that was going to be the case here. Yeah. <laughs> Man. That's that, not that changes the direction of the draft a little bit. That feels but, nice, doesn't it, Bracken? Yeah, That's now it doesn't matter what pick we take up front. We could be the first pick. We can be who cares? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we don't want to get there. too big for my britches, but that's a pretty dang good <laughs> advantage. All right. Uh Rich. Yeah, watch this though. Let me get Annie Doobie in the mm-hmm. eighth. Eighth round. Well done. That's another good yeah. one. I better have someone. Um, 
That's a good one. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good one. Um, because if she's not top three, then Ryland's probably not top three. So, yeah, the, the world has gone wrong. Because they uh, both use chalk or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sharing chalk. My team. And oh, you wouldn't SS- it be nice if that went up just one there? You could snag the SSW. It is. It is. It, should it, be is? Double. it should be. Oh, double. yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone gets a good pick. Yeah. If he wants them, I mean, like he's, yeah. he's got a couple. He's got a couple good ones. I think I'm gonna go Casey in round five. Can we keep a keeper? Oh, she has Twice a in a row. Next to I her. think Never you will have then. to take her in the first pit. Nope, I'm not gonna do that. All right, um, Rich flying in. Ooh, Didn't flying want in. Sean Stevens whale still available. Why did you do that? Just let him. No, no, no. He could have got both though. I, 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 I like it. Keep Jack accountable. Yeah, yeah. Um. No one else would have these numbers if it wasn't for me. So I think I get a mulligan. Uh, let's go. I'll, I'll go <laughs> Brendan Neely in round six. You don't get to use that that often, Jack. You got to chill. <clears throat> got to pick your spots. Brendan Neely round six. You seemed pretty high on Jeff Carr last time. I thought maybe you'd go with yes. him. Take He's Carr. not here. Oh. He's a maybe. Yeah. All right. All right. Those are some, That's uh, a good pick. Yeah. All right. I'll stop sharing That's my screen pick. so we can get that wheel of names up. Here it oh, comes. Shit. Man. Did Jack just boot himself? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great it's <laughs> a great way to well, have, take have, second. You can have first or second, whatever. Let's just have, get Jack. Have, have Jack exit. Oh right, yeah, we're definitely spinning while he's not here. Don't let him back in. Here, here, go. It better not be Jack. Jesus. Keep going. Uh, congratulations rich oh i thank you i thank you i thank you i want Uh, the second pick okay all right do you have any feeling on this bracken i think everything's equal here so don't worry it's gonna be us here all right yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna it's not rigged jack yeah, I'm close. I'm closing this out. He's back, but we're closing With, this out. We almost have to go first, don't we? Now, Bracken, or do you? This would be a draft. I'd be okay going third, getting the third, fourth. Third. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. I Jack, clicked you... the, I clicked X on the wrong thing. We almost are last. I'm last. Well, you're it went so, rich us, you last. Yeah, this is suspicious. I accidentally leave the leave the uh, the booth, and then suddenly I'm last place. You can watch the the replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're on, you, you're on YouTube. Yeah. Subscribe, um, Kirk. I think I would take third here. Okay. Oh, okay. but but I don't. I don't want to be the sole reason for screwing up this draft if that screws it up. So I would take third. What's your take? Obviously, if we went first, we're going to pick one person. I don't think you can argue the pick that we would make. Mm-hmm. But a guaranteed one-two is going to be gone by the third round because those yahoos are going to take yeah. that. So do we want one guarantee or right. two people who are going to be pretty darn good? I think we actually roll it. Let's go third. I want to right. roll it. So There's enough third. wild cards out here who could really Plus, we already through. have Rylan. Yeah. Let's go third. I like that. Okay. All right. Jack? Would you like to take first, or do you want to buy? Wait, I thought I'm last. Well, you were the last of the wheel, but we chose to pick third. So okay. you're first. 
You get the first pick, Jack. First pick. Oh, Rich Rich was first. I didn't see Rich go. So Rich is second pick? Mm-hmm. I'm second pick, yep. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, I missed that part. Oh, boy. Um, okay, so first overall pick for me. Let me share the screen. Let's get that draft board up and going. Yeah. Are you going to pull something out of left field on us? Yeah, just wait. So this is Olympian. Um, <laughs> okay, so Ryland's off the board. I, I'm, I'm picking Lindsay, so I'll fill in the rest after. Right. Shocking! Yeah, I'm not going to turn down free points. Free points. When some, when some <laughs> suspicious stuff happened while I was gone, so we'll see. That was a great exit. Yeah. Oh, shit, and then just gone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like, I clicked X on the wrong tab. <laughs> yeah. That was great. <laughs> great work. Yep. Quality entertainment. Yeah, Lindsay's a good pick, man. I mean, <laughs> period. <laughs> she, she, she should be the favorite. Baby She's baby. the only pick in Jack's position. The OCR 3K, OCR World Championship 3K, was the first time that she didn't come through as the first overall pick. So she has some redemption. But I think she's, I think she's fine. I think she's just going to kick butt, go out there and do her thing. But it's going to be interesting, right? Like with Emma, like just because we haven't seen on this course, both of them are such good mountain runners. So they're both good at descending. It's going to be a lot of that, how beat up their legs are going to be. I'll probably give Lindsay the the nod on that one, like how Kirk, you alluded to, who's going to have more run in their legs after 5,000 feet and nine miles. I'd probably say Lindsay, just on based on the amount of volume that she can and has done in the past. But... You never know. And that late gauntlet, like I said, the multi-rig at the end, not awesome for Emma, but we'll see. Lindsay just won a sky running world title, right? Mm-hmm. So she's pretty good at climbing. We, we obviously know that she's raced OCR worlds here four times. She raced Spartan race here last year. I'm pretty sure she and Ryan used to come up here to train on when, um, when they used to live closer to Toronto instead of Quebec. Um, so she's as familiar as anybody with this mountain. And yeah, I think if she ends up winning this race, she'll tie the record for most consecutive wins in Spartan race history. So a lot on the line. Mm. Tied who? Uh, Hobie and Miriam. They're 16, both tied? 16 straight races, yeah. Wow. And for then then for her to break the record, it would have to be in... A world title. A world title. Or she could do like the Sunday sprint, maybe. Yeah, maybe she maybe, she's, maybe she knows this stat and she's gaming. Oh, she system does. Around I met I messaged her a while ago after she got tagged in something. So maybe she'll be at Fenway. <laughs> that would be a, a super flex. Be like, I'm gonna go yeah. do this race. Never really done. Don't care. And Hobie, Hobie and Miriam won those by maybe cherry picking some races along the way, right? Yeah, Whereas Lindsay, big. has she ever done like when all hers? Are not race big, big ones. ones, right? Big races. So her stats more impressive already, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, different categories. Mm-hmm. Multiple world titles in there as well. So yeah. during like during the streak. So yeah. So <clears throat> well. Rich. I'm up. Mm-hmm. Rich, you got a decision to make. No, I don't. I'm taking Emma Cook Clark here. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm almost relieved that like one's off our backs. Kind of. I wanted her. Well, yeah, I did too, but I mean <laughs> we don't have to Yeah. Cleans it up for us. All right. So we have to play the keeper game here, Rich. You do. Or no, you don't. No, not in round two. It's too early. Oh, never mind. All right. So we take Tyler Veerman, I assume. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right, Tyler Beerman. Write him in. And then do we round out the men's podium or do we try to find who's going to take fourth for the women? That almost seems if we could go like, let's say one, two, three on the men's side, that's really hard to beat. We're just going to stack on some points later, right? Which we don't want to do. Oh, the women's side's tough for me, man. Yeah. This fourth spot is wide open. The person could get fourth. They could get 10th. I would. Oh, Casey Monroe is primed to fill that. I know. I know. The problem is that means Jack's going to have a world champion caliber keeper. Or Rich. Uh, we're going to have to bank on things playing out as we see in there's, on the men's side. We could, it could be the right decision, but... I'd say we take Atkins. I don't know how we don't. Yeah. But this strategy never works out, man. Pick all one gender. It has worked take out zero out of them. Take the dudes. I think we have to. We'd be idiots <laughs> not to, to, but we yeah. would be idiots too. I'm not mad. Whatever you do. <laughs> Whatever. Don't look at us with that smug ass. I, face. I can't. I'm just looking at my Excel sheet right now. I can't actually see you guys. Jack doesn't sure, see yeah. faces, just Excel yeah. sheets. Everyone's faces <laughs> in Excel sheets. That's what I'm sharing the screen, but that was a good comment. All right. Kirk, you call it. Oh, I support whatever you do. You could argue. I mean, Kempson's on a damn tear. Lars is in the field. It's just stupid. It's stupid. Atkins. It's Atkins. Gosh dang it. It's Atkins. Taking Atkins. Atkins. Sounds painful. That was more painful than it had to be. How many like regretful Atkins picks have there been this year? There've been a lot of like, I'm leaving so and so on the table, and I have. This is purely because all we picked is dudes. We have three dudes now. That's the only reason there's reticency. You guys could have had that first pick. Just saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's me. All I'm that's all I'm doing to say. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Atkins Veerman. I'm really excited to see Veerman on this course. How, <laughs> how, like, is he going to try the same type of strategy? Just like take it out and put the pressure on the field right away. Like it worked why last time. You? I don't see why. Why? Yeah, I don't know why. It's it the same guys. Same exact guys. Almost the same exact kind. Like same style, of course. Yeah. And do they go? Do they go? I would imagine Ryland's going to go. Does Atkins go? Ryland's going. <laughs> Ryland's going for sure. Kempson's going. Hawk's going if he's there. It's going to be a pack. Rich, you got a tough pick right now. I know. A lot of names you're going to leave on the table for back-to-back. What? Um, the, the Kempson status. What exactly did he tell you? <laughs> <laughs> He's a racer. He will go. It's in his pseudo said, neck of the woods. He said 80 to 85%. I think he's just messing with Jack. No, no. Kempson gave direct answer. And we, we talked quite a bit at uh, OCR Worlds. Like, we're, we're on good terms. He, it was just uh, his answer. Let me see. You're on the clock. You got to choose. Okay, right here. Are you racing Blue Mound this weekend? 85%. I don't know if you can see that. <sighs> that's what I said. Yeah, 85%. That's horrible. That's that's. A, that's that's a yes. That's a no. That's no. Yeah, that's basically a no. He's like, I'm 85%. Oh God. 
in one direction or another not going to I didn't tell you. say how are you feeling I said are you racing and he said 85% like his body is an 85% 85% no he just didn't did he say 85% yes just which 85% three, did he... three characters one of them was a percent symbol the other two were numbers that's it no yes no I see I think he's I think he's met. give me Lars I'm taking Lars whoa damn it that's who I wanted hey you know, you, you take Kempson What's that? I'm not dealing with that if I if I take my Second pick doesn't show up because we're gonna take them. Fucking with I'm Jack. drafting all. <laughs> all <laughs> I'm trying to get one through six. <laughs> this is insane. All so right. L- Lars, I mean, is gonna be interesting out here. We've seen him at Big Big Bear. I mean, he trains and races mostly in Alaska. I don't know how that would translate. Similar. To, I can't. It's I would imagine level. level mountainous. Yeah, nasty train. I think that he's ready for something like that. I don't think this course is going to beat up his legs the way that it might somebody else. I think he's prepared for this style and you know, he's going to put it, he's confident enough. He's done it before it puts himself in the mix. So I would expect to see him. Well, depends on how hard Tyler takes it out. I would expect to see him in that top pack. The only thing against him here is that this is like us traveling to Europe in terms of time zones. We generally only see him West coast. Mm. This is a big travel. Alaska Mm. is nasty to travel out of. I went to Alaska one winter. It was my, I was all thrown off time-wise. Because they have their own time zone, right? They're not ours. Not, our, not, not West Coast. I remember you went all the way up there to do a 15-15 challenge with no, Robert no. Killian and they the Bears. Grind. Match, right? huh? Gallon challenge? The grind. The grind, oh, the grind is what it was. And you went up there to get punched in the face in the boxing ring. I remember you boxed for the first time in your life. Did you punch him back? You had an experience. Did I punch him back? Yeah. I'm a pacifist, Rich. <laughs> Did you win that match? Oh, yeah. Did you? Good yeah, you. had a first-round knockdown. He was uh, saved by the bell, and then we we went to the scorecards. Hitting some points. Nice. I didn't have the skill to finish him. A motorsports fan and a fight fan, you know, so. <clears throat> All, right. All right. I'm taking Lars. So, yep. Jack. Smart pick. I think Lars will be on the podium. Um, what's our next draft? Is it Abu Dhabi, or are we doing Trifecta Worlds? Uh, we'll figure something else for a try. No, no, no. That highly impacts the order that I pick these people. I'd say Abu Dhabi. That's Boys, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Either that or trifecta. One of the two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Which one are we doing? I Let's vote make on worlds. We can try something different for. Well, trifecta is a worlds. Abu Dhabi you know or I mean. Greece? Which which one are we doing next? I vote Abu Dhabi. You think you can gather all the proper intel for Greece? Yeah, but then it's three races and that gets complicated. Let's like OCR Worlds. Did. We'll make a different. No, game no, for just that. it would be the way they score it. Cumulative time. Cumulative. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So what are we gonna do? This, What's this how is, far apart are those two races? Mm, four weeks. Three weeks from now for Greece, and then seven for Abu Dhabi. I don't want to do another international draft with Jack. How about that? <laughs> this is Let's do trifecta. Oh my god, Kirk, what's your? You're the tiebreaker. I honestly don't care at all. Got to spin the wheel. Well, you know what? We got to do something for trifecta worlds, of yeah. course. So if we why not we, draft we, athletes, we might as well draft, huh? Yeah. Are we going to have enough in the in the field? Yeah, we can change our draft format if needed. Yep. yep. But we can't if this, if he's do, if this is for his keeper consideration. If we change the draft format, your keeper's out my the keep, window. My keeper is not going to be in Greece, but will be in Abu Dhabi. That's what I'm 
Same. Okay, so we'll say all right. So we'll we'll do a different format for Greece, and your keeper can count. No for, keepers for Greece. How about that? No keepers for Greece. Okay, no. so I can my keeper can. It's like OCR World. It's okay. a standalone. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Oof. Look at that just democracy had, at work. Just had to make sure. Um, all right. I will be. T- oh Jesus! No, I'm so so torn. Um, I thought you were gonna. I'm gonna go. Your, your I, was, I thought that was helping you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. I'm I'm gonna go Ryan Kempson, and then I'm taking a risk on Hawk Call. The good risk. Nice. Nice. To run on men. You took t- you took two guys that aren't going to race. That's fucking great for us. Hey, I don't, I'm taking a risk. Yeah. <laughs> That's so nice. I get it. Me. But if, if they do, so should we address Hawk Call? Um, yeah, talk about it. Yeah. So he basically messaged me. He said that he's been dealing with a little bit of a foot issue, and then he was inver- involved in a work accident um, that kind of furthered his injury. He he's still likely going to travel there. I, I just didn't want you guys to have him and just run away with all a bunch of first places with Atkins and Beerman already. So I had to take him. If he's traveling, he's racing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would think. Yep. He's too, he's too good on a course with this much climbing and runnable terrain at the end of it to not take a chance on him. Just slap some of that Sheila Jeet on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to give him wings. He'll take be fine. Take a bath in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, testimonial. it's the rarest substance on earth, Kirk. You can't take a bath in it. Mm, the expensive bath. Unless you're, unless you're forging it, unless you're mining it yourself. What, uh, <laughs> what, have we seen him on a course like this? What's the most similar Cologne we've seen him? pretty nasty. It wasn't as much Cologne. up and down. Parts um, of Utah? But like, so like not really, like, cause like we talked about like East coast, nasty up and down five climbs. He can climb. I think he'll do like, well. He'll definitely yeah. do well. But he like, didn't fail like the the rig and the and the drizzle and rain or anything. He's you know he's going to put himself in contention. I I like his chances. He he didn't do great in Big Bear with the with a ton of uh, super steep vert, but he was sick heading into that. Um, and I think he ended up like eighth or ninth. But mm-hmm. Hot Call delivers when he shows up. He's hungrier than anybody thinks. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah, I mentioned right. it. I mean, I don't think there's anything in, on the course anymore that's going to cause him problems like he has when we first saw him. Like, I think it'll be final carries and the Hercules yep. or whatever, the multi-rig. Um, he was the one who did the <clears throat> just the crush grip to get through the rope. Remember we were talking about there was someone who did that in Kelowna? It was him. So like, it was him. It was him, yeah. So he's he's strong. And then he's Kemp's- a strong guy. He's no, what, Rylan? Who's just going to... Slip off obstacles. <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because Ryland messages us after every episode. More <laughs> I, tips. I yeah. have to give him something to, yeah. to get fired up. About. I mean, the streaks continue. We did the high rocks preview. He wasn't too happy about some predictions about mm-hmm. him there. So yeah, no. Ryland don't need anything to be fired up about. He does not need any more gasoline on his fire. His I'm providing it today. Burning. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. uh, Kempson. Is as at as as good as he's as good as he's been, I think. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. climbing, he, he's right there with Atkins, real like at the moment. We just saw it in Vermont or uh at OCR Worlds and in Killington for Spartan. Um he's healthy. I, I like his chances. And he's yeah, good he, on obstacles in the if, wet. If he's he not a chalk based like athlete. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> and he's on your team i think he's gonna like ask to be released he'll he'll do like some contract dispute like uh 
Eli Manning. I'll be like, I refuse to be drafted by the KB. Rylan, I'll pillow talk you back into our bed. Please <laughs> stay. I really like Rylan. This <laughs> is just too. this is just good coaching, getting into his head, That's right. get it motivating. What What do you think? This is getting um, the racehorse all frothed up before he's got to step uh, out on course. Yeah. If I were uh, if I were Sean Stevens Whale, I'd be sitting here right now going, "What does a guy gotta do to get some respect around here?" Hey, I, I hyped him up last time. I know I knew he was up to good things. I, I was just seeing if you guys think he's no big deal. Just third in North America, left on the board. Rich is about to take him. I'm definitely being, taking him. Yeah, <laughs> I was being I'm, picked behind seven other people. Oh, I'm definitely dead because like. I need, he's going to be great. He's run this course before and he's he as fit as we've seen him. Uh, I don't think he did win it. Last year? I, I thought he did. No. Or he won the Canadian series. Then. It was the race that allowed him to win a Canadian series, but I think Atkins showed up to this last yeah, year. Yeah, Atkins and Lindsay smashed here. Yeah. <clears throat> so Sean Stevens Whale, again, healthy. When he's healthy, he's, gotta, he's as confident as his best result he's ever had at the North American Championships. So he can climb. He can certainly climb. High volume athlete. So he'll, and like I said, he's felt it before. He knows what he's up against. Seven consecutive male picks in a row. If you count our keeper, that is unprecedented. And look at we get who we were going to take around. That's what I wanted. It, we're we're going to win this whole deal. We were like, should we have Atkins or Casey? And they said, <laughs> why don't you guys have both? Three rounds later, still on the board. Casey Monroe. All right. That's the downfall of for both. Jack and Rich, I think we just won this thing. Congratulations, right. Bracken, on the victory. Thank you. I mean, she could get fourth, but she could get tenth. Why don't you quiet down? Nice. And that'd be, that'd be your top finisher. That's going to be the scouting report on every woman left here. For sure. <laughs> Bracken, do you have anything you want to smack talk to Casey about to get her all fired up? Anything you can think of? Really Only that we've gears? been separated for a few weeks. Rich has been sniping Casey as well as... Uh, I had her in Kelowna. You take her in Kelowna? Yeah, and if we look at Casey, I had her in Utah as well. Um yeah. did she go to Mexico? I don't know. Bear. Come home, Casey. Yeah, yeah, welcome back. She's on your team. Casey, yeah, okay. That. So you guys had her in Big Bear. So yeah. And all last year. Two races. You guys blew it before the draft even started. You should have Lindsay on your team, but instead. Yep. I don't know. You get get one of these. Not all these guys can win. <laughs> all right, you're, all right, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm up. Uh, I'm gonna take Miranda here, Miranda Kopinski. Yeah, she's had Solid. top ten finishes in national series races before that are probably more stacked than this. I think she finished sixth somewhere. Uh, your uh, she did just come off of a, a six that OCR World 15K too. She yeah. won. She won Killington Beast. Um, so I mean, this distance and this terrain, I think, is a lot for her. But it's going to be a lot for everybody at, at, at this point. And I think she's just tough and is good and is, is healthy and confident. So I, I mean, I she's in that next battle with the Casey Monroe and whoever else is going to yeah. fill in the top ten. It is a thousand less feet than Killington. Yeah. Right, but she can handle this distance invert, even if it's not her natural wheelhouse. She's extended in her fitness. I like it. Mm. It's a good pick. Yep. Thank you. Totally agree. We're playing board I'm, games on Friday before the race, so hope she does well. I have someone I'm I'm really eyeing, Jack, well, and cool. I have a feeling you're going to break my heart. But me too. I give I'm you permission to, to draft now. Okay. 
Have you said um, that? I get back-to-back picks. I think I'm going to go ah, with all this descending. I don't like that, but I like the climbing. Um, I'm going to go Ashley O'Hara okay. right now. And then Nicole Miracle, round five. Yep. You got it at this point. Yep. You're an right. absolute idiot not to. And, and with a keeper, keeper. I know I know I'm I'd have to decide between Hawk and Nicole if it comes down to it, but I mean Nicole in round five if that ends up happening. You are lucky you're in first place in the total standings right now because I don't even know if you're gonna score. That's true. <laughs> I'm fine. Is there a punishment for not fielding a full team? There should be, yeah. I think we're gonna determine Okay, that. so uh, Lindsay's gonna finish. I would think so. <laughs> One, two, three. All, all I need are the remaining picks to finish. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. this you're you're definitely loading up. It's like a dynasty draft for Jack. He's keeping it for definitely. the next three years or something. Dynasty with one keeper. That's that's the strategy to go with. No, yeah, Ashley's a great climber. She's a little tentative on the descents, which is what I'm a little nervous about, but that much climbing early on and then runnable towards the end. She can deal with the cold weather as well. That that's why uh, I picked her. And I, obviously I picked Nicole after her just for the keeper potential. Yeah. 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 You're above reproach. Those are good picks. Yeah. All right. Rich. I'm up. Me and my guy, Logan Broadbent. Oh yeah. This course plays well for him. It's a value pick too. Yeah. Yeah. Three minutes behind Atkins and Kempson and uh, OCR Worlds recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone else popped in front of him too. Oh, Manuel National Athlete. So, yeah. yeah. So what was he ended up fifth, fifth. there once the but, once but the, still minute wise he was he was only a few behind them. Quite a few, but like yeah, we haven't seen. He's definitely a better racer in the Spartan sense outside of the, the normal races that they throw at us, which are mountain altitude. He's much better mountain sea level. The The more things get broken up, the better for him. So uh, his fitness can only be better than where it was at OCR World Championships. So I think he'll be in that mix. He may have the fastest marathon time in the field. Uh, as large as yeah. Probably does. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that it really translates, but it's noteworthy. Sounds like out there for marathon duration, probably. I mean, he ran it this year. It's worth talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Rich, we up? Or are you, are you still talking? Twice in a row. That's it. All right, Kirk, I have my eye on two ladies. Do you have your eye on anyone? I got my eye on two as well, but I have questions regarding both of them. Okay. What do you I want to know? What, what did IZZ finish? She came through for us somewhere, didn't she? In Mexico? In Mexico. But she and hasn't then, come through in any other race, as far yeah. as I know. And then what's the maybe in regards to Ariel Fitzgerald? Why is that sitting there? She's had a wrist injury for months. What was her wording to you, Jack, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, Did you get it? Yeah. She's had a bad a Thank bad you. wrist injury, not just like a, oh, it hurts a lot. She's been able to run. She just she just has some um, obstacle issues, strength issues right now. Let me. I'll pull up Nicole's text. But okay. she strongly said yes for everybody until – I asked her about Ariel. Um, Ariel is a maybe, probably not racing. Okay, that, that was that was three days ago, so things may have changed. Um, Dave Claxton also talks with her yesterday. Um, 
Let me see if I can pull that up. Ariel okay. is a day of conversation. Uh, she'll be there. She'll decide the morning of how her wrist feels at most 70% that shit race, she said. So I would go Ashley Heller and Bethany McChesney right now. But Bethany's finished a ways back, though, hasn't she, in these mountain races? But she has. So I'd like to grab Heller. Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Yep. And then at I'm this okay point, with an aerial. For some reason, this IZZ situation, which I know is kind of ridiculous, she's like on another planet going from Mexico to like the Northeast. Sometimes I feel like that shakeup to your world is like in a weird way productive um, because I like just saying her name. But I think Ariel's, I think, probably more a better gamble, even if it is a gamble because she has potential to take fifth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, or fourth. Ariel, or fourth. Or 15th. Or DNF. Or, DNF. or DNF. Or DNS. DNF. Or you can join my team with the DNFs or DNFs. Jack, yeah. If you don't draft her, Jack's well, gone. Kirk, you don't have to prod me too hard to get me to swing on a pick. So I'm happy with Ariel. Ariel yeah, let's do Ariel. Wild card. Logically She's- and illogically, it falls into both of those categories based on what we've heard, and that's perfect for us. But she's there. That is she's over there. half the battle. Is she from Ontario? I thought she Western Canada. Is she Western? Okay. I think she's Western. But if it's a race day decision, that decision is usually yes. And we had a conversation with her as well. I feel like she's part of the team. We had her on the podcast. So mm-hmm. she's the family. Come home, Ariel. As we Speaking say, of teams, how many torque people has Rich drafted so far? Dude, Rich is a three. Plenty. Okay. Yeah, I know. Logan, Logan, they're going to come through. Sean. Talking about yeah. family. He didn't draft Annie, to be fair. Sure did. He stumbled into her. Mm-mm. No, no, no. As strategy. All right, I'm up. <clears throat> yeah. All right. This is a big pick here. <sighs> Give me a Samuel A. Bear. Okay. He had, good, he had a good show on OCR Worlds. He did. Yeah. He was able to come out of that 3K. I know. This is a not. This is far from a three K. But he, where did he end up? Didn't he crack the top ten or nine, nine or ten? Yeah. Coming out of the slow heat, from like heat three or something. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you make that decision between? I put Samuel Azar and Jesse Bruce in the same boat. Like, how do you? How does he rise to the top for you? Will and Ames. Will and Ames. I mean, Jesse's been. I mean, historically, Jesse has been a beast, but this year he hasn't put up that great of results. We haven't seen Samuel Abear earlier, so maybe he's coming around into some fitness now. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin's kind of the same boat. He's like, I feel like Austin is going to be good for like a tenth or something. But Samuel Abear is probably going to be around that too. I don't know. I don't know, Kirk. No, that's a good pick. I was just curious because I would, I would hem and haul between those three for what's next. I would have a hard time deciding. And I have a fourth in there, but I'm I not going to talk about it yet. Okay. All right. If we look at the genders, uh, three and three for Kirk Bracken. We're balanced. Rich has four and three women. After after that huge run on men, we suddenly we had a a string of six of seven were women. So, well, that's how it has to work, basically. Yeah, can't let them go by. So now it's like we're we're sort of back where we started. Um. I think I'm going to kind of take a little bit of a wild card here and go Matt Rock. <laughs> Matt you like Matt Rock? Rock. I like Matt him Rock. too. 
It's a guy you want to root for. You know that if it, it we didn't talk about the uh, head-to-head battles, but whoever wins head-to-head, Matt Rock versus Logan, and they've finished very close to each other a couple times this year, they'll get that 10th spot in the standings. Oh. Nice. Matt Rock is team deer hunter, team old guy, and those fall right in line. I was going to say, Kirk, I feel priorities. like you and Matt Rock would just be like peas in a pod. Oh, God, out. I'd love to hang out with Matt Rock. Yeah, we, we check a lot of the same boxes. So maybe it's maybe it's too, maybe it'd be too close to each other that like it yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah. You know, you feel into each other's space a little bit. Maybe. He'll replace Brocken. So. <gasps> Shut your mouth. Blasphemy. Jeez. Jack. Hey, click, click, click an axe again, Jack. Click a what? Click an X. <laughs> Close that window. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't, why don't I hop off? We'll pick for you. Yeah. No, I, I think Matt's a really, really good climber, and the cold doesn't bother him. And he's just had a bunch of good performances. And just based on some of the names who aren't here, like a VJ is not here, Josiah is not here. I think that just bumps him up a few spaces. So, isn't he like forty-two? Yeah, forty, some low forties. I, I think there. earlier this year I said that he's arguably with woods having a rough start uh he was actively the best 40 plus racer at the time but mm. I, I think he's probably like third at this point in the u.s who'd you put ahead of him woods and josiah yeah i think that's fair yeah all right, all right. Richard. richard oh i'm up excellent 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 um what did Amanda Nadeau is she? She messaged me like ten minutes before here saying no race in the rest of the year. She's only doing home renovations. So, okay, priorities. Okay, yep. Because I think there's potentially like a seventh place available on the women's side still. If but who? But who could it be? I think it's Aaron Sunday. Ooh. That's who I was going to take, or that's who I was going to offer for our team to take. Yeah, wait a You would have heard about that one later, Bracken. So good job, you corrected that. That was yeah. I mean, she's been. I think she finished in a, a tenth. She's been clo- close to top ten. She's East Coast based. She saved me last year. Oh, she did better. Paper. She she was a that's right. Was that right bear or something when she did really well for you? Which should be out of realm. I think she's like Western P. PA. Um, so it's close to like, so not too far from home, similar type of climate terrain. She could be that seventh place. Yeah. Yep. Jack, uh, you don't have to answer this question in regards to our next picks here, but, um, I won't. yep. Rich might be able to, who do we have Canadians left on the women's side? And if so, who do we, <laughs> I'll answer your question. More than half of them are. They are. Okay. Because I just don't recognize the names, so that would that would make sense. Uh, I'm just wondering, the Bracken, do you, you can't pronounce. Right? Do you think that factors in at all, Bracken? Like, yeah, probably. And no disrespect. I'm sorry, ladies. We probably just haven't seen you a ton in the U.S., or if we have, it hasn't been top 10, so that's on me. Not I yet. would pick Brent Trail, personally. He's a, that's a boy. He's an East Coaster. He's Dirt. a gritty racer, and this... Can he take eighth place? Because if he can't, I don't think we should pick him. Okay. In this field, I don't think so. I like Brent Trail a lot. I don't think he can take eighth place either. I think we could do the IZZ. I 
kind of want her. And I would. If you send me to the moon, I'm going to run my ass off just because it's going to be <laughs> such an experience. Right? <laughs> so this is sort of that equivalent. And then I would swing on like a not necessarily her, but a face mm-hmm. stenning or someone like that just on the off chance they show up or run Abu Dhabi. The wild cards have started in like round three this draft. This has Hold been on. amazing. I want to see the the uh, no response. I'm looking over. What do you mean round three? Jack took took wild cards. You're going wild cards. What, what round are we in? We're around seven, like seven, eight, but Jack went round three. Everybody's been or four. I'm okay with Kempson in as the sixth overall pick or Hawk after that. Double wild card right there. Nicole. Let's do IZZ yeah. and Leibovich. Okay. Cool with that, Kirk. What do you know about Leibovich? I don't know much. So uh, it's just a name I remember we've tossed around a few times. I don't That's know. The of it. Well, I want IZZ for sure. So we align there. I thought we've talked about Marjorie Nartatez. But whatever. You're definitely picking IZZ. It sounds yep. like so I'll just add I don't care on the next one. Whatever your heart, whatever your heart Kirk, is. Kirk wants it IZZ like in the yeah. third. I, let's, let's yeah. I just I got a good feeling about you, IZZ. Margaret Leibovich. You're just spinning the wheel for that next pick. Listen, you can question my methods all you want. It's no disrespect. I just I feel a little bad the way we're approaching this, but it's like we just haven't seen the proven results on a big stage, so it's very hard for us to keep tabs on who's done what and knowing who to pick. So sorry. But give us a reason, right? Use that as your receipt, ladies. And she has so like, Kirk, this for IZZ, it matters like her standings in the series. Correct. She could win two hundred bucks. <laughs> She's Canadian. I think she's good in the mountains. I remember seeing her in results. I just, I'm feeling the Leibovich. Leibovich. Okay. Um, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So you're, you're out of women at this point until your wild card. Dudes. Great dudes. But there are some good, good guys left. Yeah. That, that was pretty crazy. You guys drafted three dudes in a row and then just left. One ham on the women. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I get Annie here. Oh no. So, <laughs> Screw Bracken, off. Bracken gets Margaret Leibovich, and uh, I'll take Annie. Thanks. Nice. Nice. What, is that, what are you trying to she say? She wasn't available. <laughs> what a dig at Margaret. Margaret, are you going to take that? Yeah. She and Ryland have some chips. Man, our team is going to be fired off. Good. Politely. <laughs> Very in, a, in a Canadian Please. sense, in a Canadian sense, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't like that one bit, but you're a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> now you just offended all of the Canadians, the entire country, and, so, and some of Minnesota. It sounded we're like. Minnesota and Wisconsin. We're youpers. <laughs> I get made fun of for my accent. Yeah, as do so. I. You guys, are, yeah, you guys have a little Canadian in there. Properly, so my accent's thicker than yours, Brack, and you're you're pretty yeah. clean. Bracken, you got some words that pop out. Like, boat. Oh, that's right. Big. You say that a lot. Big and boat. Boat. <laughs> and Kirk, Kirk can't Bring the big to the boat. That's you quiet your mouth, Jack. Yeah. Jack, leave my man alone. Is that a specific Kirk issue or is that a Minnesota? Just ask him to say it. I don't know how they say it. I'm not here to make it. fun of you, Kirk. I got it. You guys help me. Coin, groin. Got it. I can pronounce it. No, no, you said said like growing or something. No, he just said it. He just said it. He just said growing. No, I I fixed fixed it. You're a data guy. The data's in front of you. He just did it. Us redheads got a lot of checks in the positive and negative column, Jack. You understand this? We're very, yes, (laughs) polarized. 
that way. No, it's very black and white with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Well played. Uh, Jack, who do you got? You got got some females to pick and got some males. Uh, I'm going Kayla Colby. Nice. I believe she just podiumed at uh, maybe Philadelphia Stadium recently. Yeah. Um, she, I, I, she's also kind of in that Aaron Sunday. I don't know where she lives, but it's somewhere in like the mid Atlantic area, I believe. She's Eastern PA. So she's yeah. like, uh, she does well at Palm. I think she was on the podium at, Palm, at one of the Palmerton days. As yeah. Well. Yeah. No, she, she's very respectable. Um, and I looked at head to head this year for Aaron, IZZ, um, and one other person who's been picked. And Kayla has the, the edge. So I'm glad that you guys left her on the board. Um, no, always it. slides a little dig in there. You guys dig at me all the time, so no. We, remember, we apologized to you and started being nice. Was, well, well, right there, you just made fun of me and Kirk for not being able to see black and white, or only being. Able I know to you can see black and white. I always, I always say that about you. He's got Anyone just who will listen. That's true. You never, you're not prejudiced about that, right there. I won't oh. even go down the road. You're gonna open um, up the door, Jack. Just I was, I was like, wrong word choice. I'm just gonna just move by that. Um, Oh, this is tough. I'm gonna go Jesse Bruce. Ah. He's run this venue before um, at OTR World, obviously. Had a good and, showing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at his best, um, Jesse and, Bruce ends up fifth. Like for some reason, it could happen. He's yeah, done that at West Virginia, for sure. right? For sure. Or sixth, he got sixth because Mick was top five. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that's a great pick. That's really good value there. Yep. <clears throat> Shoot. Okay. So, Rich, you've got to go one of each. Uh, so, whatever you want. Uh, I'm going to take Austin Azar. He was the to one I was it. torn on between Jesse and him. Austin no. just finds a way to do it. I think he has really good staying power as well. He's definitely one of the bigger, stronger athletes in this field. So, climbing at one shot, he probably won't be up there. But just his ability to do work and really outlast people. <laughs> um, we've seen him do it at Tahoe. He shows out at uh, Palmerton pretty often. Yep. So he just yeah. takes care of business. He does. And if for some reason there's a double carry in there, which it's highly unlikely, he'll shine. But carry, but several carries late. Yeah. Austin is Mr. Consistent. He'll he'll be right around tenth every single time. The crowd, you gotta pick dudes. Back to back guys. Dude, dude, dude. Well, we've seen Emmanuel's top end potential. Yeah, do we get seventh place or thirty fourth, Emmanuel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is the race in Mexico or on the moon? On the moon, but that's, I think there's that's there's something to that, fellow. I mean, we're at this point. <laughs> what are we the doing? Picks are picked, right? We're yeah. firing. You want you want Brent and Emmanuel? I, I want I want you to give me um, like a spouse pass on somebody here. Like a hall pass? Yeah, like a hall pass on somebody. <laughs> I want to take a manual with you. I think we should take a manual. So let's okay. put that one in. And then I want a hall pass. Okay. On a, like a, a KBB type hall pass? <laughs> like one of my athletes is on that board. Okay. And I want to take him. Well, are you taking Dylan? Cody Fugin. Oh, C- Cody. I work with Dylan. Yeah, let's take Cody. He has the Did best mustache in OCR. I've coached him. He yes, he was over in China. Finally moved back. He's at his home turf back in Calgary again. 
dealing with some injury, but I feel like me and Cody were kind of kindred spirits a little bit, and he's been an athlete of mine, and he's a hardworking man. And so I like I like to have one of my own guys on our team. Okay, he has a, he has an awesome mustache, Bracken. If yeah, he can he can sweep the floor with that thing, like not yeah. joking. And so anybody with a mustache knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? It's good for descending. <laughs> like bird flapping. It just yeah. Okay. So unless we have somebody else that's strong, but I I would like to take Cody. Cody okay. is mine. No. He's mine. I demand we pick him. Thank, thank you, Bracken. And whoever your hall pass is in the future, you get one now in return. Okay. 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 All right. That went really smoothly. Thank you. I thought maybe I could get some pushback there. Oh no, Rich. Any athletes on on your team who you want to give a shout out to? Let me take a look at this roster. <laughs> Rich has had a year and a half to do that. <laughs> uh, give me Bethany McChesney for final pick. The, the obvious choice at this point. Yeah, kind of. I mean, she's as close as any of these athletes are going to be to it. Uh, got to be home course ish. Yeah, she kind of got. She kind of got work that uh, that was Kelowna. Mm-hmm. She's not right? a mountain runner. She's not a. She's not an altitude runner. Um, so, but she's a strong athlete. <clears throat> you know, working on that hybrid stuff. Let's see how that beats up the legs for those late stage climbs. And it's a wide open field, man. <laughs> you know, she could get 15th, she could get eighth. And I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Um, all right. I think I've got to pick a woman. I'm going to go with Susan McFarlane. Okay. Nice. Because she's run this course Susie. before. And... Oh. She's had a couple good showings. Mm-hmm. I think she did Tri State East <clears throat> or something. And she was. Yeah. Not three to five. Um, she performs better. I, I don't think that she's an athlete with great top end speed, but her percent behind the winner is a lot better in the longer races. So you're going to be out here for a while and she's around this venue. So I'll take her away. I, I think she's a good climber and descender. Um, she could be in that mix and she's new to the sport too. Yep. Right. I think same thing as Bethany. I think she went out to clone and had a hard time, but again, first time altitude doing yep. these races at all. So it's more on her home court, home turf. So that could be a good one for you. Um, okay. So am I the first wild card? I think so. All right. Um, wanted him to, he said he was going to show up for Kelowna, but he didn't. Um, but he was a 26 low college cross country guy from Canada. I'm going Justin Atfield just in case he shows up. Never done an OCR. It's a complete waiver. Could be the real McCoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Could be rich. Why isn't, uh, That was Atfield and McCoy. No, no oh. fun there. Rich, why isn't reach. Nick Mask showing up? He's like one guy I'd like to see here at his first crack at like a non-altitude mountain race. <clears throat> I'm actually not sure. He he mm. messes me, and I believe it was because he wasn't going to make any more money if he showed up or not. So it didn't. It wasn't worth the expense. It's mm. cross country. Yep. Cross continent flight for him. Basically, he said, <laughs> sure. "I'm pretty sure Canada won't move my series rank, so I'm just going to save the money." Yeah, makes sense. I get it. But, but it would have been a chance for him to actually show us what he could do with some vert in there without the handicap yeah. of elevation. Would have been fun to see. It would have. I think he would do well on a course like this too. That's what I think. Yeah. Yep. Just bad timing. If it was like the first or second race, I think he'd be out there and mm. do pretty well. Um. All right, my wild card. Yep. Can I take uh, Ryan Kempson here? No. 
Oh no. Okay. He's on my team. Oh, oh, that's right. Kidding he me? He'll probably he'll probably You're race. Blind? Yeah, right there. He'll probably race. Um I actually have no clue. Look at you trying to be sneaky right there, Rich. Nice try. <laughs> no, I just I'm surprised you took the wild card so early. Um then I don't know. I don't know. Give me Jacob Clinker. Jakob. It's a fast first name. Yeah. He might be Norwegian. I don't know. Probably not. He uh, got third or fourth at Killington in the beach recently. He's always in that like low teens position. So I, he might score some points if a couple people don't show up and stuff. Question. Deep. <laughs> couple questions for you. What did Aaron Newell say? It's exactly what I was going to ask. Nice. Aaron Newell Perfect. said, "said quote I think I'm done with OCR for a while." That was what he told me. He's probably like, Spartan can lick my probably something like that. <laughs> it's really it's too not... bad. Yeah. What did Face Denian say? I didn't even ask her because she's. If you want to take, she her, just go for it. she just she raced. She just yeah. raced. That's true, but that's within driving distance. And I don't even think she has a car at this point because she lives in New York City. But it's in the homeland. Well, Calgary and Toronto aren't exactly neighbors. What did Woods say? Woods said no. <laughs> what did Hobie say? <laughs> didn't ask Mark Patrick said no, and then a thumbs down symbol for him and Natalie. And I think that he's world's doing toughest. World Cup mutter, so that makes sense for him. Mm. I think the fake the fake card is the right card to play. I think that's right? a good bit. Yeah, swing for the the female KBB. Give me give me face Danny. <laughs> swing for the fainces. <clears throat> the fainces? Did you try to say? Yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of kind of, kind of, tra- kind of trailed off after those yeah. fences. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. ah, maybe they didn't hear it. But, yeah. The stences. Gonna. That's yeah, it. both were bad. Ouch. That'll try, do it. Right? That's the draft. Our team. It ended up being way more top heavy, even on the men's side, than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that's what happens when you pick all the men first. <laughs> when you pick who could potentially get the top three. I, I think three Rich picks. getting any in eight really disrupted the order of the draft. Oh, it's huge. It's big. See some teams. Been, that would have been a do I pick Atkins or Lars or Ken? Like that would have shaken things up a ton. Mm hmm. Um, all right, recap. I have Lindsay, Ryan Kempton, Hawk Call, Ashley O'Hara, Nicole Miracle, Brendan Neely, Matt Rock, Kayla Colby, Jesse Bruce, Susan McFarlane, and Justin Adfield. You have a very good team, but you only have one person guaranteed to yep. be in the top three. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Two more official, but not guaranteed. But so I do you have, have a, a very cr- hit or miss team. I do have a cushion, and I'm hoping Nicole or Hawk uh, end up racing in Abu Dhabi, and I can get him as a keeper. Yes. Yeah. How are we scoring this whole season? Are we going through? So we aren't going to, as far as the season standings go, we're not going to count Greece, or we are, and we're also going to count World Champs. How does this work? I think World Champs will be our last one, and Greece will not count towards our season standings. Greece will be just something else. Yeah. Maybe okay. Like, so we'll or, have this and. Or no, no, Greece would, Greece if we draft, if we draft proper, like how we've been, it would okay. count. Like, cause OCR yeah. championships, it count. 
Because Jack's going to lose to all of us this, well, this race. Well, my, my whole thing about, like, asking with the keeper, and this highly affected things, it's like if you have a keeper from Greece, now you've got European athletes in the mix mm-hmm. versus am I actually going to get Nicole if she doesn't end up racing Greece? So that was kind of, like, my mm-hmm. thought process. So it, it's kind of – I think we should limit it to North American athletes for the, the keeper there because that highly affected things for me. I think it'll be like OCR Worlds. It's a standalone. It has nothing yeah. to do with the season. Mm-hmm. It's a smart long-term play. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Just you, got a, you got a cushion. You don't want to win this time. So yeah. hey, true, com- true competitive spirit. <laughs> Excellent competitive spirit. Hawk and mm-hmm. let's not, you know, if Hawk and Kempson do okay, Nicole ends up yeah, sixth or show something, up. Lindsay wins. It's not bad scoring. Jesse could do well. So. Mm-hmm. Nicole yeah. could jog this course and take top seven or eight. I think Brendan Neely is going to do well. I think he will be, he could very well be in that top five to seven as well. I think that's, he's recovering from like bronchitis or something. He had some, some breathing thing that was setting him back. Um, So maybe that's just one of those unexpected, you know, setbacks that gives him a a nice break and he's fresh. So we'll see. It's usually how, what happens when you have a lung, you come back stronger after your lungs are fucked up for a while. (laughs) When you get an unexpected break, like it's a forced taper that you weren't, realizing what's going to happen and people tend to do better after that. So maybe it wasn't bronchitis and it was just some other, if you felt like crap, but I read. All right, Rich, your team is looking good. This team, Emma Cook, Clark, Lars Arnson, Sean Stevens, well, Miranda Kaplinski, Logan Broadbent, Samuel a bear, Aaron Sunday, Annie Doobie, Austin Azar, Bethany McChesney and Jacob Klinker. Mm. You've got women's points. You've got three in the top five. Hmm. Emma, yeah, sure. if, if Miranda, yeah, Miranda could be, yeah. I was shocked you took her. I didn't think she was going to be on people's radar at that point. So I was banking on getting her in round four, but you stole her right before me. I was like, oh, I mean, that Killington was really value. impressive. And her OCR World Championships also pretty, pretty impressive yep. out, of, out of her. I think she'll last month. Yeah. She's good. That'd be great. Yep. Lars, he's going to show up. Sean, as confident as anybody in the field. And he's run here before. Logan, great on this terrain. Yeah, you've got a lot of. I just, I just need to avoid that thirteen to fifteen counting in my my top score, and I think there's some safety in my team from that. Hmm. Yeah, we're all going to deal with that scenario, though. You guys are definitely going to deal with that scenario. Yeah, let's take a look at uh, KB Corral. (laughs) You got some. Very few points at the beginning, and then a couple question marks. <laughs> Go for it, Bracken. You only need seven. Yeah, you've got. We have five the most. Sure. We have the most guaranteed top threes, I would think. Yeah. Rich. Or yeah, I guess so. And um, then yeah, and then that everyone's race determines uh, is determined by who are the fourth through tenth finishing females. Mm-hmm. And you just got to hope the the IZZs or the Camachos, if they get. We need 17th. one. We need one out of either IZZ, Margaret, Emmanuel, Cody, or I mean, if Faye shows up, it's it's a wash. Yeah. Faye shows up. That's great. Yeah, and, and if Cody doesn't come through with the with the with your points, you could just look at right back at his programming, look back There's, at his rotation. Yep. No, I can no, take that's what a hall pass yeah. is. There are no consequences afterwards. Uh, I didn't. I didn't give him a hall pass. 
That was that's. I didn't ask too. for it. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all that matters. We don't. Our we don't team, we didn't list off our team yet. We have Tyler Veerman, Ryan Atkins, Ryland Shaddig, Casey Monroe, Ashley Heller, Ariel Fitzgerald, Isabella Zamora, Zarate, Margaret Leibovich, Emmanuel Sierra Camacho, Cody Futin, and Faye Stenning. Listen, if you have three names, we're going to draft you. That's what you need. <laughs> Let, let's see. Are there any three name people left in the uh, Sean oh, Stevens? Well, Lara Annabelle, right, yeah. La Riviere, right there. There's three names. A hyphenate, J. Roy Ocier. That's uh, Samuel Bear's wife. So, you've got a couple of potentials if you need to swap it out. We don't. There's no swapsies. Not even for great <laughs> names. Um. Cool. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean. We can check this race out. OCR report, I believe. Oh, OCR Correct. report. Jack on site. Jack on site. Rich, yeah. I thought you were rabbiting. Uh, no, I, I, I was asked, and I just didn't. You want into the club? I thought we you tried. were like feeling left this out, and it. then yeah. we cashed oh. in all our credits for you. Only if it's something that's exactly perfect for what I want. Everything mm-hmm. else is. You would have done slow. That's where we would have needed you. Slow could have done. Jack just dude, he would have put on a timing chip while he rabbited and slow. <laughs> yeah. Kirk and I in the booth. Is uh, Magita too? No, Magita. They two. fired Magita. Why am I not on the call for that then? <laughs> I think they're just the two Yeah. Two's good. Two's, two's enough. They yeah. thought you were a rabbiting. <clears throat> if, if, they, if they thought that's not – they need to – Get somebody else in there. I'm definitely not rabbiting. This could have too, been clo- like, too close to Deca. Who do you, who do you think should take? Who do you guys think should take the Magita role between Bracken and myself? But you know, reading the ads, doing the welcome, doing all that. We gotta fit. We gotta you know suss that out between the two of us. I think you, Kirk. I get Kirk job. Why? Oh, I don't want it, but I'm hurt. <laughs> Bracken's been Bracken, at this way longer than I have. Bracken has more of the Tony Romo feel. Supporting, like the like a from, Wis- from Wisconsin. They say, the they say boat funny. Kirk's from Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin. They all say boat funny. Yeah. He doesn't live in Wisconsin. Well, I like Tony listening Romo. to Tony Romo more than I enjoy listening to the other commentators. Yeah, that hurts my feelings. So there were even maybe, the maybe you don't even need to have. Uh, you, you just do what you do. That's probably how it's going to work. Trade off. You're like I read ad number one. You read ad number two. Just do that. We're not reading ads. We're promoting our own coaching the entire time. <laughs> this well, podcast, two and a half our podcast, race, race and our coaching. To put it yeah. Smart. In gone rogue. I would ride with ch- chicken chips. I didn't hate those. Gone rogue has gone rogue. They really have. <laughs> He's following well, today. We're going we're gonna to put up uh, an Instagram breakout of Jack's two jokes today and see what the better. The other one. <laughs> hey, Bracken also had fake or whatever face fencing or some terrible. I said that was Atfields you. and McCoys, and it was a okay. it was yeah, a, no one got a joke. It. No, you have to be like eighty years old to get that one. I guess. And I don't know about you guys, but I have seen Gone Rogue in my local grocery stores now. So and I did too. That's influenced. I, uh, Kirk. I think it's all me. Yeah, totally. Ashok's everyone in the motorsport world now, guys. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, they're sponsoring NASCARs. Oh, yeah, my residuals are non-existent, but they should be somewhere. That's a logical progression from OCR athletes to NAS- NASCAR drivers. I think yeah. that's human propelled versus motor propelled. The next so, two. Mm. Uh, before we end, we had two high rocks races this week, this past weekend. I don't know if I've ever done two in one weekend before. 
Jack, question for you. Someone reached out to me, the dude uh, rocks life, good content over there. And he said, people are asking him, has there ever been a sub 60 uh, men's debut for pro? Hunter didn't even do it. Hunter didn't do it. Um, If it was, it would have been like high 59s, probably by someone in Europe. But I, off the top of my head, I'd have to look it up, but I don't think so. Maybe I was one, thinking if that. I know Tobias didn't, and I thought maybe Tim, but I think yeah, Tim, he would have been the one that I would have guessed. But I don't think that's the case. So there was a dude named James Kelly. I think it was an Aussie, raced oh. in um, Birmingham, and he was under. He got under sixty in his first ever race, and it looked like he ran really fast. He's like, yeah. I think he was under twenty nine for his run. Moving. So can we pick him up? You can pick him up. We got to figure out waiver orders. Yeah, we'll figure yeah. that out. Jack, you should probably pick him up. You got you're going to drop Tim at some point. You have Hunter whoa, on your whoa, team. Whoa. I like my team. I don't I don't bail on him. I don't think we had any other uh, athlete of consequence that it's at least there on was that, our. There was the open wave guy or the non non pro weight uh, in the Spain like race. Twenty seven minutes for his uh, compromised eight k. He's Jeez. he's really fast. <laughs> This freaking Spain race, they had uh, – this was one a race last year, or I don't know if it was the exact same venue, but it was a race in Spain where Cole qualified through. And the other guy, Jeff, Jeffrey Voison, who qualified for Elite 15, he ran this past race. And then the dude, Peter Schiller, they both got under 60 in this Spain race with sled pushes under two minutes. Do you ever see Cole's uh, – his bio on Instagram? He's like, high rocks, blank, Europe, blank, US. Like he, he you know, throws shade at him for being way too easy over there. That's how we qualified through. Yeah. Speaking of Instagram bios, how do you feel about someone putting third in the world? OCR 3K, but maybe it was from 10 years ago. That's just an example. That's not calling one specific person, but I saw a few as I was doing some research prior to OCR Worlds, and there were people who were third ranked athlete in the world or third place world championship, but it's not from... A current year. What's the appropriate shelf life? I'd say a year and a half, 18 months. You you can put like Bracken, you could put third place 2012 Spartan World Championship, but the 2012 is you have to have the year in there. Yes. You can't just say I'm the third best in the world. Stays till the next championship happens. Yeah. You're reigning at that point. I suppose we don't even have to cross the bridge of should you put that in your Instagram profile. I think but. sometimes it's okay. Other times it's just like, you know, it's kind of gaming the wording of it. Mm-hmm. It's like you definitely weren't the third best of everybody who's done this. You were in like a couple of different subcategories. Yeah. Listen, but, uh, I got Spartan Race Pro Team on mine and everybody laughs at me for it, but they've been good to me. Are you still on the Pro Team? Till I get but it's timed current. out. Until the, well, the right, but like that's more. not something to really puff your chest out over according to most in our sport, but. I may have had that too. It matters. I think it's, 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 uh, especially if people are like looking out to, to get coaching or something. So if I said a Reebok sponsored athlete, not anymore. That's not true. Right. But is that any different than saying third in the world? (laughs) Not according to your argument. I don't think 10 years ago. Well, you can't take that third place away from anybody. You can't take my Reeboks away from me. Owner, you could put in there for sure. <laughs> that would be like Tom Brady saying married to Giselle, but it's past mm. tense. You gotta is it done? I thought it was just like Jack's fantasy. No, it's team not done. official. Please. 
He's not available for you yet, Jack. You got to pump those okay. brakes, but it is time to start laying some tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Sl- slide up in them DMs. I heard he's really into stats. So, man. He's doing a real bad job putting up stats. No, not too bad on my team. Mm. All right, before we get before we get too off the rails, what we got in the running public? We release the finish of our Q&A. It lasted two episodes. We really cleaned house. We had to. A double Q&A? Man. man. Yeah, we had That's to get a great it done. idea. Good questions too. Shit, I should have done. That. I also, I also had a Q and A, but Rich answered mine. Kept it, I did. Yeah, you know when you don't get through them all, and then you got like, well, I still got six here, and I'm not going to do another Q and A for two months. You just got to. It feels better to do some house cleaning, so we yeah. did that. Unless the questions that you're like, eh, this isn't what what you ask, Jack. Uh, with with a little more than a month left, heading into Deca Fit World Champs, what would you try to do incrementally, like improve a couple seconds on each station, or get better compromise running? And kind of like all things combined, what's going to get you the most bang for your buck? Shaving a couple seconds here, or the whole package. What was your answer, Rich? I said both. Both. <laughs> Just like spending specific time on station work, but like shorter, more intense intervals. But your bigger piece is more compromised stuff. Yeah. That was what I was leaning towards. We'll see if it works. Okay. To your grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to get advice from a guy who's trying to beat you. <laughs> Rich Messenger, he's like, you wouldn't believe the advice I just gave Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if he, some some reason Rich probably doesn't have me on his radar, but some people should. Hey, man, we're all, we're all running that same race, and it's going to be yeah. an exciting battle. It's good to know that you're going to be out there for – Strong and mild too, because that should be fun coverage. I think those are going to yeah. be really fun races. And Dave Claxton, he'll he'll give good commentary as well. So he's going to be fired up. Yeah, he's going to be so excited. Well, that'll wrap us up today. Thanks for everybody listening all the way through. Appreciate it. Make sure you're checking out our Instagram race brain, YouTube race brain. Take a look at our Patreon. We just gave away some a gift card for running warehouse recently to a Patreon member. Gave away some shirts in the mail. They'll be there. Mod shirts for everybody who. Is on our Patreon. They can buy them. They're not. They don't just get them. And slightly misleading. I said it. I was like, ah, and everyone not. gets some. <laughs> everyone has the opportunity to buy a shirt, just like every day in their entire lives. We're givers. We really are. <laughs> I, I have one last thing to add that ties into this. Rich, write a review for us. We've only had like two mm. in the past three months. So, Bracken and Kirk, they've asked in the past. The fans have delivered. So, just if you like what we're doing, write a review. Hook us up with their Oh, and we're making a secret ask, but we're going to give them something back on the running public coming up. You just wait. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And running and buy your running public t shirts. They got Robin's Egg Blue. Uh, we got lots of them. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. We have some, some olive green. I do like that color. Black. Classic. Rock. And the classic yellow retro. That yellow one. There was something with those shirts. I think it might just be a, a me problem because the ones that I ordered too, they end up smelling really bad. Yeah, that's you thing. I don't. You know, <laughs> you don't. You're not putting that work like I put in that work. I guess not. No, there is the high racks in mine. A doubles. The sleeveless. Yeah, that's all right. Well, they come because you're relying right. on the ground for part of it. Mm. That was a different one. Different doubles. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about down in there, in right? Orlando, swamp, swampy Orlando. All right, boys, we did it again. We'll talk to you soon.